Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 8. We're talking about John Carpenter's Vampires today from 1998, directed by John Carpenter. I'm Joel Scola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor... Uh, lost my joke, McGraw. <laughs> Welcome to the dumpster. Jack. This is non-negotiable. Balak is the original. The source of the disease. The first vampire created by the Catholic Church. By accident. Shut the fuck up. This was your fight, Cardinal. Now it is mine. You know, Connor, you uh, you really got to start writing these things down. <laughs> you do, you wanna, do you want to try that again? Nah, keep it. I didn't realize that <laughs> right now. I didn't realize that right now I didn't have one. Oh, man. You blew it in the immortal words of fucking Tim Heidecker. I did blow it. Oh, it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> Even Undertaker got beaten eventually. <laughs> and, then, and then he threw AJ Styles off a building. Yes, he sure did. And then used his motorcycle uh, gang member magical powers to blow up a building. Yeah. You just raise that hand and the fire fucking comes out of the building. <laughs> In fact, I think uh, James Woods also has that power, according to this film at least. He's like the MDU's Ghost Rider, you think? <laughs> he could be with this fucking costume he has, this leather jacket. <laughs> oh, no. I think so, man. The Slayer, he's coming to get you. Except, the, unfortunately, James Wood, this, this version of Ghost Rider coming to get us has a fucking MAGA hat on and a Trump flag on his fucking back. <laughs> I was going to say, this 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 version of Ghost Rider is not culturally appropriate anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. If we have, like, Videodrome and John Carpenter's Vampires, uh, James Woods, then then sure. Hey, why not? I think we're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Even cat-sized James Woods. I'll take that. Yeah. I guess the, that cat's out of the bag. Uh... <laughs> um, I don't think it was in the bag. Yeah, well... It hasn't no. been in the bag for, uh, looking at my watch here, almost four years. <laughs> I mean, for the episode. <laughs> anyway. Before we get into... James Woods' red hat. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about... I want to... Uh, there's something we don't really do on this show, and that's kind of promote ourselves. Um, and I kind of want to start doing that. I think that's something that uh, maybe that would be nice to do. Um, and we'd appreciate it um, if you guys would... It, that all Everybody who listens, okay? We, we get the listens. We see them. Um... It would be so awesome if you can go on to whatever uh, app you listen to us at and leave us a review. Yeah. Leave us a five-star review. That would be even better. Um, if you listen, especially if you're listening to um, Apple Podcasts, you should go do that, please. That would be awesome, um, especially if you want to support the show. Um, you know, we don't have a Patreon or anything yet. That is coming. The store is coming. We're going to have merch and stuff like that. But for right now, um, just that little uh, uh, bit of help would be awesome, um, especially if you're fucking kicking it. You got nothing better to do. Uh, you're bored. I know a lot of people are bored right now. That's a huge thing you can do uh, for us and the show. So we'd really appreciate that. And again, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the whole the whole nine. Go check it out. We just put up a, a video of... As of this recording. As of this recording, we just put up a video of uh, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, induction into the MDU. <laughs> He was always here, yeah. Uh, but but now it's official. It's 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 there. It is. It's visual proof um, that he that triple Lindy is a powerful, powerful move, dude. He's like Mario going through that fucking like hellscape in Mario <laughs> Brothers when he jumps through the fucking hole in the wall. 
just going through the MDU from fucking one dimension to the next. Okay. He broke the source wall and ended up in the MDU. You know that's fucking happening now, right? <laughs> I'm going to take that fucking blue screen clip of him flipping, flipping and I'm going to put it right through that fucking wall. Yeah. And just, he just passes Mario screaming, Little like, Luigi, where are you? And he's like, hey, hey, yo, my wife. Corpse fucker raises his glass. There he goes. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bob Hoskins is just in a perpetual torment. Oh, man. As he just circles in the air. Poor Bob Hoskins. But yeah, so speaking of speaking of people reaching out and, and, and sending us messages and stuff, which is another thing you could do, write us some emails. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Tell us some stories, you know? Ask us weird questions. Yeah, ask us what You know what's a good one? What's your first video store experience? I would love that. Or like a fond video store experience. Um, that would be awesome. You know, what did you rent? What did you get to eat? What did you do? That would be awesome. And uh, we'll read them on the show. And um, Speaking of, <laughs> I don't necessarily have one off the top of my head, but I do remember this one time in a video store, because now you got me thinking, Joe. My mother was obsessed with the fucking movie Armageddon back in the day. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. She she likes Steven Tyler or some shit. She thought Bruce Willis was good looking. I'm not really sure. Oh, it's an Aerosmith thing for sure. Yeah, but uh, she had rented it, and I guess like the scene at the end, spoilers to a fucking almost 30-year-old <laughs> film when Bruce Willis stays behind and, and fucking sacrifices himself, she always cries. They play that Aerosmith song. <laughs> don't want to lose you, babe. You know the song. <laughs> She fucking cries every time. So she rented it and she, or, or no, she didn't rent it. She was in the video store returning something and they had it on. <laughs> <laughs> and that scene came on. And she's standing there tearing up. No, she didn't. And the fucking clerk sees this shit, starts laughing and rewinds. And she's like, oh my God, you're going to make me cry again. She did. He just hands the tape back to her. He's just like, yep, here you go. It's yours. <laughs> Parting gift. Oh, man. That's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I'll think on that a little bit more, but that's one that always comes to mind. That's amazing. That is what I'm talking about. That is top tier. I love that. Literally. Yeah. Speaking of which, we did get an email um, specifically about the being from uh, our friend John. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't need to. And um, I don't know if he wants us to, so I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he says, hi there. Thanks for taking some of the weight of isolation off. It's good to hear different voices from time to time. So the being. I watched this the day before your episode covering It Came Out. I thought I was watching an incredibly shitty TV movie up until the first decapitation. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I fell asleep for the bulk of it and was thinking about revisiting the parts I'd missed when I listened to your podcast. Thanks again. I'm not one to make suggestions, but I would be interested in... What you make of a movie called Cheerleader Autopsy. It's very short, but also should never be seen. <laughs> it's excruciating. Maybe you could do it as a public service announcement. Thanks again, and stay well. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Cheerleader Autopsy sounds like something you generate in an AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm interested on the, uh, just basically, uh, I'm interested based on the name alone. I want to know how they died and why we're doing an autopsy on them, is what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, are they, uh, you know, I think I've just figured it out without even seeing the movie. Remember that woman from the Boneyard who oh, was yeah. on the slab and then they cut into her and she fucking woke up? Was she a cheerleader? You think so? Maybe. She was cheerleading with a fucking, with a hairdryer in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing those fucking... See, I don't know nothing about cheerleading. I was going to make a joke, and I just it fizzled away as it, as it was leaving my mouth. Give me a D, give me an I, give me an E, baby. Yeah, oh, there you go. That's what you know. That's where my brain was going until <laughs> you know took a dump. <laughs> a movie dump? 
if you will. Took a Denise Richards? <laughs> Maybe. Gotta dig through that Chipotle slop. Oh, man, I think he would drop dead if it was a Denise Richards in there. Oh, he wouldn't survive. <laughs> I would be curious to see what this uh, cheerleader autopsy is about. So, uh, so John, you uh, you piqued my interest, so I'm going to check that out this weekend or sometime during this fucking madness. Sure, yeah. It sounds like a, it, if it's short, it sounds like a, it sounds like a short or like an indie produced thing. So, yeah, we'll give it a shot. But thanks for writing in, John. Appreciate it. Let's just hope it's not Devon's ghost or, uh. That is something to behold, though. The Dark Forest. But if it is, um, I'll still watch it. Fuck it. I mean, <laughs> we've watched Pluto Nash. If the third act is everyone doing martial arts, then yeah, sure, why not? Maybe. It might have redeeming qualities, question mark. We'll return to that at a later date. <laughs> Back to the topic at hand. Vampires. Vampires. Draculas. Dampier. Dra- vampires. Draculas, if you will. Uh, that gets rewritten in this movie, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> kind of like how it's rewritten i'm not gonna lie i'm into it i also like it because i like how it's kind of it's a blowback to like catholic like uh what's the word i'm looking for uh blasphemy there we go it's kind of like the castlevania version of dracula in a, in a way um this is based on a fucking novel <laughs> which i didn't know until today me neither which which i read that the guy that wrote the book said they took all the dialogue out of my book and none of the plot <laughs> I am interested now. It, it, the book is called Vampire Dollar Sign. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That sounds like one of the shitty From Dust Till Dawn sequels. That's what I expect that to say. Like, Vampire's Dollar Sign, Blarch Mortos, Blood Money, Texas shit. I gotta care about the fucking. Yeah. Apparently, John Carpenter not only read this book in preparation for this film, but also read like two treatments that other writers had written, mm. and then was like, "Yeah, you know what? I think this makes a pretty good idea for a movie." John Carpenter is a legend, okay, straight up. However, yeah, he, no, I agree. His track record with playing nice with other writers is not the best. Really, um, specifically Dan O'Bannon. Um, that is one big piece of Hollywood that just split into two fucking directions, and they were really good friends at one time. Uh, that's a, that might be a talk for another time. Oh no, just like Ortsy and Kurtzman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Except those guys are terrible. That's kind of funny to me, though, that you mention that, only because the only writer that's credited on this is this Jan, this Dan Jacoby, uh, and Carpenter rewrote, like, most of the script, so I don't know why he felt a little gracious in this particular instance <laughs> uh paycheck dude i mean so much that his name is emblazoned across the top of it yeah <laughs> i guess he thought he had enough okay so put that in perspective this is based on a novel and i think you were kind of leading into this joe so i'll let you go after i say this but he had a string in the 90s of really poorly uh received slash didn't perform well at the box office movies sure uh in particular in the mouth of madness um which still fucking kills me man which i love oh it's it's a fucking classic yeah uh if you want to check out the in the, in the mouth of madness episode you can check out slashers podcast because they had just done that recently um and it was a really good episode to listen to to get some of the behind the scenes of that so i'm not going to spoil that here i'm going to let you go listen to that um instead of rehashing it but it's very interesting (laughs) so so john carpenter's name is emblazoned above this fucking title right i think that's hilarious to me and a testament to the type of guy he is you mean because he's adapting somebody else's novel and throws his name on top (laughs) exactly like working with other people because it's just like well i took this guy's story Rewrote the whole thing and then called it John Carpenter's Vampires. No dollar sign. This is my version of your book. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> we that that makes at least two in the MDU because remember, back all the way to season one, our good friend. Mr. John Buchanan. Yes. Or excuse me, Mr. Joe Buchanan. Dr. Joe Buchanan here from fucking Roger Corman's Frankenstein about. <laughs> he didn't write the fucking book. <laughs> That's another one where, like, I'm sure they're... I mean, look, you're adapting a book. There's obviously going to be different... There's going to be changes to it, right? A book based on another book, mind you, but continue. But, like, it's a screenplay based on a book that you rewrote the screenplay for. Right. Right? And then you threw your name on the fucking title. And then you put your name on it. Like, all right, you do all the heavy lifting, and I'll just put what I want and wherever I want, and now it's mine. Thank you. It might as well be James Woods or fucking Daniel Baldwin's vampires. Sure. Honestly. I mean, I mean, I get it. Carpenter's name does bring clout, and that's probably why he does it. And, no, sure. You know, money, too. I think this is the next movie after... In the Mouth of Madness, so it was kind of like, okay, I, I have to have my name on this and make a better movie, so it makes more money? Is that the idea, sure. maybe? Sure. Um, but it's also, this is not one of his better directed films. Now, I like this movie, just spoilers, but we'll get into it at the end of the episode, but um, this movie is crossfade the fucking movie. <laughs> All right? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? There's so many fucking times I'm like, what is this shit? Like, why? What? I mean, there's because you got KNB on this motherfucker. Um, we're what? Uh, four years off of uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. When was that? Ninety six. It says ninety eight on IMDb, but when you actually watch the movie, the credits listed as ninety seven. Yeah. All right. So we're two years off of uh, from Dust Till Dawn because that was ninety six. Um, and we have KNB doing the effects in this too, and they are fucking great. And it's just one of those things, I mean, we'll get into it, but, like, just real quick, we're showing stuff that's really cool, and then it's just kind of, pleh. Yeah. Like, the cinematography on this is very bland. Um, yeah. And... I have to agree. And the editing is piss poor. Um, but I still had a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, this is when the... It's a, a case where technical shortcomings and whatever don't bother me because I'm having too much fucking fun with this, with whatever the hell's going on screen. Sure. Um, you guys want to plot crunch this real quick? Sure. James Woods hates vampires. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, it is, but uh, I'll, I'll do a quick one here. Do it. So basically, James Woods and Daniel Baldwin, yeah, he's back. I already mentioned him a couple times, but uh, we're going to just put the fucking pin on that. Don't fuck! With me, they, they're they're essentially these vampire slayers, and then they're part of a group that that kills vampires. And uh, in the course of their fucking exploits, they they let this master vampire get away, and uh, he comes for his revenge, wipes almost all of them out, and then then basically Baldwin and and Woods are the only ones left. Uh, plus, fucking Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks, who they bring along for the ride. Oh yeah, man, this is what happens before you know. All that other bad shit happens to her. This is this is what happens right before Firewalk with me. Yes, exactly. It fuck right before David Bowie disappears into fucking nothing. This is what it goes down. <laughs> right before the guy from Critters Four is you know banging her in a fucking place somewhere. Oh Jesus, this poor woman. Uh, and then they they hunt the fucker, and uh, they're hunted at the same time, and that's kind of the movie. And you follow them yeah. through this uh, journey. They also there's some religious shit kind of mixed in where the church was kind of involved possibly in some dark stuff like 600 years ago and they don't want to come out right and say it 
Um, and that's 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 essentially yeah. the plot without without getting too deep into it. The church would never. Right. Yeah. Right, Connor. <laughs> the church is into some shady shit? Question mark. Yeah. They would never conceal information. No. We never did a ritual that could have caused fucking Satan to walk the earth. Touching boys, making vampires. I mean, you know. It's a big fucking oops. <laughs> oh, not even an oops. Just like, yeah, we kind of did it on purpose, but fuck it. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> just to prove, I guess to like prove God is real. So let's make a devil. We, we were doing something shitty and lo and behold, it backfired on us. Who could imagine? <laughs> They're always making bad decisions. Anyway. Well, that's why I make the Castlevania reference, and we'll come back to that later when we kind of delve into that part of the story. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we open up with Daniel Baldwin taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> this killed me right off the bat. Um, First scene! He plays another half-Mexican guy in this. What? Is it the same Daniel Baldwin uh, from Yes! Uh, like, did he just move from yes! there to fucking New Mexico? This is canon. This is what happens right after In Pursuit. He gets hooked up with James Woods, and they go. he goes to kill fucking vampires. There's a fucking through line. Under a new alias, uh, Tony Montoya. He definitely didn't rip that off of Scarface. I'm just going to say that now. No, not at all. I was going to say, that's awfully suspicious. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like Papa Giorgio on a, on his fucking license. Yeah, Tony Montoya. Yeah, sure you are. He's got that. He holds up that big fucking license, and they take a Polaroid or whatever of him, and they make a fake fucking ID for him. Here you go, Mister Montoya. And then we we he, he's taking a piss right next to James Woods, who's like scouting out a fucking house. He's like another New Mexican piece of shit. <laughs> and he's like, who me? Yeah, he's staring daggers into like some beat up piece of property <laughs> yeah it, it's like there's fucking shit shack out in the middle of uh god knows where new mexico somewhere and then fucking james woods is like all right let's kill some vampires and he fucking bangs on the the van door and then our our <laughs> our fucking predator team pours out of the back of this fucking thing <laughs> yeah lieutenant bullock fucking walks out <laughs> Dude, we got a hell of a lineup coming out of this fucking thing. Shang Tsung steps out of this van. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, Kerry Tagawa. I couldn't believe he was in this movie when I looked it up, and I was like, wow, like, waiting for him to come on screen, and he's like some mook in the beginning with a mask on. You you can't even recognize him. I think he's in, like, two scenes. He's, he's in this particular scene... And then he's in the fucking, the fuck party scene for like a second. Which, I again, the trivia is going to be coming hard and fast in this episode, because how could it not with Daniel Baldwin being on the fucking episode? Sure. Apparently he was really upset with the, the direction of his character and was complaining to fucking Carpenter that he needed more depth. Oh man. So I can only imagine John Carpenter on set like, Carrie, uh, you're in two fucking scenes, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> But I'm just like a glorified stuntman. Like, you could have got anybody for this. You could have got Wes Studi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's not talk shit about Wes here. No, he couldn't because he was doing Deep Rising. Oh, right, yeah. True. Also, like, he, ha uh, Carrie is fresh off of Mortal Kombat. So he's probably a little, uh... Pissed off. Hot yeah. on himself. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I just fucking ran this whole fucking movie as the main villain, and you're just gonna fucking murk me in, like, two scenes? Like, after two scenes? Right. Like, the best part of the movie, arguably. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he went to this shortly after filming Mortal Kombat, and, like, no... I mean, and before Mortal Kombat came out, like, no one knew it was gonna take off like it did, so maybe this was just kind of... Oh, maybe. Sure. Because he was a nobody before it was done, maybe they just, you know, two scenes and that was it. I mean, when I say... When, when we say he's in this for, like, two seconds, like... I didn't even remember he was in this fucking film, and when I saw it was him, I was like, oh, shit, and then he's gone. Right, no, yeah, same. Even if you look for him, you'll miss him. 
<laughs> he has like one line and it's kind of a throwaway. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> um, also in this group is the hairy guy whose name I always forget, but he pops up in everything from like Sons of Anarchy to The Mandalorian to a bunch of fucking movies. Mark Boone Jr. is his name. There we go. That guy. That's Bullock. Have you not? Ba- You're the fucking DC guy, Connor. Come on, wake up. <laughs> Batman Begins, the guy eating the fucking falafel in the rain. Forgot his name. Yeah, no, he's Bullock, though. (laughs) Fat guy with the crazy hair. You've seen him in everything. Yeah, yeah, like Connor said, the hairy guy. Yeah. Yeah, hairy guy. He he looks the same. He looks, it's it's the same fucking character in everything. He plays the same guy. (laughs) Even in fucking 30 Days a Night, he's the same fucking guy. Same haircut. Yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't age either. He looks the same. Exactly the same. Just split down the middle, down the back of his neck. That's it. Um, we also have uh, Thomas Rosales Jr. as Ortega in this. Does anybody recognize that guy? No. Tell us. Okay. He he is one of those guys. He's he's a that guy for sure. Okay. <laughs> this is the guy who gets murked right in the fucking beginning of Tremors 2. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Now, is this the Native American guy you're talking about? No, I'm going to get to him in a second. He's even better. Oh, okay. Um... <clears throat> and I'm going to roll into him from this one. So he's also in the Lost World. Uh, he's part of the team, uh, the InGen team, or not the InGen team, the team that InGen hires, you know, like the fucking... Yeah, like the military group or whatever. The military guys. And the guy, I, it's, I'm fucking... His name is escaping me. The the guy hunting T-Rex. The guy from fucking uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, P-Possilweight. P-Possilweight, yeah. Uh, the big, the but Elvis, the Poppendor. You mean the guy who's at the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, with a fucking Rolex and some sandals. This is true. Golden sandals, golden lace sandals. He, he is very much a raisin now. Thomas Rosales Jr. is the guy listening to headphones in that film, and then starts screaming uh, when the T Rex comes. I believe, like he wakes up. Ah! Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before the... Is that the guy that gets stepped on when they're running away from it towards the waterfall? Yes. Dude, it might... He could be. (laughs) That's a fucked up scene. Just like sticks to the fucking T-Rex's fucking paw. So the Native American guy that you're talking about, his name is Henry uh, Kingy? Henry Kingy? I think that's how you say it. I feel like he looked familiar. He looked like he's been in other shit. Let me let me refresh your memory. Come and get in. The field is ready. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Dude, both of these guys are in the Scorpio gang in Predator 2 in the beginning. <laughs> oh my fucking God. It all makes sense. <laughs> and that guy is the fucking Scorpio is ready guy who like snorts all that coke. Oh my God. Oh, it's fucking great, dude. I was like, holy shit. It- oh yeah, he's the one who does the whole the whole two pistol freak out at the end of that uh, that whole sequence. Yeah, the one that Danny Glover shoots and he falls off the fucking roof. Yep. That's him. Okay. Uh, I saw him and I was like, wait a second, didn't you used to have a mustache? <laughs> and I'm like, that's him! <laughs> right, yeah! What's even funnier about that is, like, Scorpio is ready is, like, a household thing at in our house. <laughs> of course it is. Like, when we're fucking around or, like, doing something. Well, so, so you really must have been flipping out. Yeah. Except I don't have a cocaine problem like Daniel Baldwin does. Uh- <laughs> Right, in real life. You think Daniel Bowen was part of the Scorpio? Maybe. He could have been. Running coke in LA. Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe on his way, like, maybe that's what happened in between La Paz and here is that he joined a gang. No, no, yeah. Well, he was in La Paz. You know that they're running fucking cocaine out of La Paz, right? 
into LA. Oh, of course. Then we can cross it over. And then he saw a bunch of his uh, new gang members get murdered by an invisible spaceman. So he's like, I'm out. Exactly. And then he was like, fuck it. I'm going to hang out with James Woods. Fuck it. Yeah. Dye my hair black. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's. Looks like he shoved fucking shoe polish in his hair. <laughs> There's like one other dude who looks like uh, Owen Wilson, kind of. Yes. The guy that basically, well, we'll get to him in a minute. He does some fucked up shit at the hotel. <laughs> so, so yeah, they fucking go up to this dilapidated building, and it's a nest. See, I, I love the concepts in this film. Yeah. Because, like, they use, like, the vampires use, like, old decrepit houses to, like, like abandoned places to, like, kind of hide out in. Which I guess isn't anything new, but it's kind of neat to see a team of vampire hunters do this. And I want to say this is, like, the first instance... Before this became, like, a tropey thing, yeah. the idea of, like, hunting them in this kind of, like, in a non-traditional way, right? Like, we're, make, we're making the jump from, like, you know, Peter Cushing. Let's go storm his castle! Yeah, oh, we're going to kill him with a, with a hammer and a stake, you know? And it's like, it's like, yeah, we got fucking stakes and fucking garlic bullets and all this kind of shit. I mean, they don't have it in this film, but like... Right, well, of course, because Underworld took that to the fucking next level. Sure, but even Blade did that. They had, like, the garlic-infused bullets and all that kind of shit. But, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, is this the first instance of that kind of, like, um, militarized... Uh, vampire hunting team they do almost like militaristic but it's like all their weaponry is like old school shit you could imagine like van helsing using like crossbows and fucking silver spears and shit sort of yeah they essentially function like a private military is what it sounds like and they work for the vatican they seem to work for hire yeah which is kind of dope i really love that angle like it's not just like rogue dudes fighting vampires like yeah these are the guys the vat this is like the Vatican, the, the the mafia part of the Vatican, right? Exactly. They're all bad people that the Vatican keeps on the like on the payroll because they'll do this <laughs> horrible job for them <laughs> of of killing vampires. Yeah, they got the testosterone up to fucking eleven with these people. Oh yeah, man, we're fucking cursing. We're fucking making you know hom- homosexual jokes. We're slapping women. We're doing the whole fucking nine. Yeah. James Woods has three instances in this movie where he's like, hey, come on, what's up? You little gay? You gay? You gay? You little gay? How about that? Ah, I'm just messing with you. Like, those are kind of funny. <laughs> Late 90s, guys. This is this is the kind of humor that was in heavy back then. There's like outright slurs, and I'm just like, that didn't need to be there. Right. Well, uh, he takes it too far sometimes. And yeah. then I just, I'm like, yeah, that's James Woods. I guess he always was like that. Yeah, he's like, wait, can I say this, Ca- John? I'm going to say this. Ready? Here I go. One of the things that Carpenter did with this movie and maybe this is kind of why that editing is a little funky that you were mentioning earlier, Joe, is that every scene, and I don't know if it meant literally every scene, but every scene that Woods had, he uh, he did it verbatim to the script, and then Carpenter said, all right, now do your version, how you would do it. And so I think that's where you get a lot of these uh, tangents from James Woods throughout the film, a lot of his, like, ad-libbing. Sure. I mean, that that's nothing new. I mean, directors and actors do that all the time, but th- I feel like how it went down with where it was like, they would shoot some scenes and then party and then not shoot the rest of the scenes. And that's why there's all like crossfades. <laughs> like maybe, yeah, that, that's a possibility. You know, they go, they just got like fucked up together and they were like, yeah, I guess we're not shooting today. Fuck it. We're in the desert. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. You mean it feels like there's a few scene missing cards is what you're saying? Like a few scene missing. Dude, when you're crossfading that much, there's a lot missing. Yeah. There's a ton missing. Well, I also read that this was originally going to get a NC-17 rating, so they had to cut a lot of the gore out. Okay. That's so stupid. That's ridiculous. And there's also a lot of gore. Okay. 
I guess we didn't establish that. I guess we didn't establish that. Um, I watched the R-rated version. I watched my tape. Um, and there was a ton of gore in it. Yeah, no, I mean, I rented it digitally on Voodoo. And, uh, dude, they're cutting heads off, man. They're lighting fucking vampires on fire and yeah, shit. Yeah, sure. Uh, ripping people in half. I watched it on Crackle, and I have some words right now for that streaming service. Hey, you're a piece of shit. Um... <laughs> Let it out. There's like fucking 17,000 ad breaks and it stuttered all the time. And like at some points there was an ad break and then like a minute of footage would play and then an ad break again. And then it would come back and lag right away. And but by the time it started to bother me, I was like halfway through. It was like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to stick to this for now. But <laughs> this is terrible. Ugh. Connor, you have the patience of a saint. I, I, if I found that shit, I would have said fuck it and spent the three dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it to sit through all that. Um. So yeah. So they. So they. They break into this play. Uh. Into this uh, dilapidated house, and they, and they're like looking around for the vampires, and they get attacked, of course. Um. And there's some really cool shit in this scene. Um. They have. He had. They have this technique where James Woods like shoots a vampire with a fucking crossbow and then Daniel Baldwin like flips a switch on the wench on the fucking truck and it pulls the vampire out of the house into the sun and then it just explodes into like fire and shit. Yes. Um, it's really cool. And Baldwin's out there with this uh, priest who they call all the priests in this movie Padre. Yeah. And this guy's basically giving these uh, vampires their last rites as they're fucking blowing up in the sun but Baldwin, the whole time while he's doing his job like joe's explaining he's just smoking a cigarette <laughs> fucking making jokes being inappropriate yeah and this priest looks horrified the whole time he's like i hate this daniel Baldwin like picks up this vampire head with like a knife he's like hey padre what are you, always good to get a little head or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like your first instance of how his character is going to be in this film and then, and then i'm sitting here saying you know what we really haven't painted a poor picture of this guy over the years <laughs> no he's just this that's just that's just him in every movie this is just what he is every allegation and comment we've made about daniel baldwin is 100 percent accurate Especially in this film. In fact, so accurate, I had to make sure I, what I heard was right. <laughs> I had to rewind a few times, like, did he, he didn't just fucking say what I thought he said, did he? <laughs> so... Yep, he did. He sure did. Uh, so we get some really cool scenes, like, uh, this one vampire, like, is holding onto a pipe and it's getting pulled out, and James Woods, like, shoots its fucking hand off and it gets pulled out. Um... They're shooting the shit out of these vampires with, like, fully automatic weapons. Dude. <laughs> that, you're not kidding. Yeah, just to stun them for a second, they unload, like, 300 rounds of ammunition into them. And they're like, all right, you, we got a minute. Well, they they, they take the one vampire, they, sh they have these big fucking spears. Yeah. And Bullock gets it, like, through the chest, and another one shoots it in the... Or Another one gets one in the fucking arm, and the other another guy gets in another arm, and then James Woods hits it with the crossbow, but it, it fucking won't move, so he comes up with a stake and is stabbing it in the head. Dude, he plants this fucking stake right in the middle of this thing's forehead and then just stabs the shit out of it. There's so many scenes of James Woods stabbing the shit out of vampires, like, die, motherfucking piece of shit, fucking <laughs> scum! He's so angry all the time, I love it. Berating them. Oh, man, it's great. Telling, y'all dare you fuck with a motherfucker like me! Not only is he a vampire, you fucking stinks get him the fuck out of here yeah what the fuck <laughs> and then there's just like a montage for five minutes of vampires getting dragged out of the house and it's like i don't need to see that 
right? I want to bring up the effect they use for the bodies hitting or the vampires hitting sunlight and how the fire works because they straight up look like they've been rigged with pyrotechnics. Like, oh, n- that's exactly what it looks like, man. There's like flares coming out of their arms. Yeah, it's it's kind of violent and not at all subtle. Like they don't just catch on fire. Like there's parts of them going and flames are shooting out of them. Um, and they writhe in agony the whole time. It's awesome. Well, like I was saying, I mean, um, you know, can't be just worked on from Dustle Dawn, and there is a lot of vampire exploding uh, explosions <laughs> in that film. Yeah. So I feel like they carried that over to this, but I'm with it. I always love when uh, a vampire comes out and fucking pops. I mean, just like Jerry Dandridge in um, Fright Night, you know? And you have to think, again, you know, looking at the trivia, apparently right before this film went into production, uh, the company that, that funded it cut like two-thirds of the fucking production. Shit. Wow. Really? And they still made this movie like pretty fucking good. Maybe that's why there's crossfades all over the fucking place because this is where it starts, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's where I got that quote of, you know, the direct, uh, the, the book writer who's like, yeah, they only use some of the dialogue. And there's some good one-liners like time to mop it up. And then they fucking just wrap this shit up and just kill all these vampires in here. Well, and they they do this thing that's kind of interesting, and they they don't ever actually like call it out for what it is, but they kind of do like the 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 legit like vampire lore thing where they not only do they stab him in the heart, but they cut the heads off to make sure. Yeah. And then they go the extra mile and put him in the sun to burn the bodies. Yeah, which is pretty fucking sweet. I just I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll get to the head thing because I have questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I think I know what you're talking about. That yeah. part might make a little less sense, but we'll get to it. Yeah, it makes a little less sense to me. Um, so we wrap this up, and but James Woods is like, well, yeah, that's great and all. Like, we killed all these vampires, but where the fuck's the master? Because there's in, in each nest, there's, you know, six to eight vampires plus a master vampire who's close by, who's kind of like the, the, you know, the the boss <laughs> you know the, the 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 final boss of of your uh, of your nest if you will right um but they can't find him so they're like fuck that's weird um so they drive away to go to their hotel and then as they're <laughs> as they're driving away um the master you know the first time we see um this vampire like bursts out of the ground which is fucking cool it's f- so cool um i love 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 the idea of a vampire just coming out of the dirt, not out of a coffin or like a dark basement, but like the fucking ground, um, like a zombie, but like way more badass. <laughs> well, you still look like the you know you still look like something that's coming back to life. Sure, yeah. Also, who's gonna start digging holes to look for a vampire? Nobody, right? <laughs> Zero. Well, and they make they make a great argument about this later in the film. Might as well just talk about it now. But Woods kind of explains, like you know. This isn't like the movies, man. This isn't like novels and shit. Like they're not they don't work like that in real life. Like, you know, Carpenter does some smart shit here, like switching up the rules for these vampires. The that whole speech is fucking gold. We'll get to it. <laughs> so we get to uh so we cut to this fuck party, I guess, cuz like Yeah. They're they're like we can't find a master. That's very concerning. Okay, hookers and blow. Yeah, cuz they're like, "All right, well, it's time to fucking get loaded because we just wiped out this nest." Because I guess they go, you know, town to town, wherever the Vatican tells them to go. <laughs> this massive fucking motel room. It's like the size of somebody's living room, like a rich person's living room. Yeah, but it's like a motel, right? It's the biggest motel room I've ever seen. And the fucking owner of the motel standing there like, yeah, you guys getting out of here soon? Yeah, and they're like working with the sheriff who's like getting them hookers and blow and shit. Yeah. 
Um, I thought they had in this conversation a line about buying out the whole motel for them to use. Well, right. I think that's true. Okay, yeah, which is why he burns the whole goddamn thing down later. But also, like, is this, like, one giant hotel room that, like, took the fucking walls down so this party could happen? (laughs) Yeah, basically, yeah. They're just like, fuck it. Um, there is ass and tits and blow and acid and beer and booze and all kinds of shit all over this place. Guns. (laughs) Guns. <laughs> to your point, Connor, like, yeah, why aren't they worried about this fucking vampire? Like, Daniel Baldwin and Bullock are sitting there, like, with two hookers on their laps, like, drunk out of their minds, like, yeah, we're vampire hunters. Like, you don't believe us, but they're real. And, and Daniel Baldwin is supposed to be, like, the most level-headed, like, right-hand dude to James Woods. Right. You know? <laughs> we have vampires. What of it? Yeah, Want to fuck? Let's do it. I just kept thinking of that what's-his-face what's from What We Do in the Shadows, who goes around later on bragging that he's a vampire, and he attracts vampire hunters. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're introduced to Cheryl Lee. Uh, as Katrina, uh, Laura Palmer, aka Laura Palmer, Laura Palmer herself. This is where it all starts. She's going out. People think she's a fucking straight A student, stand up citizen. Nope, she's a fucking whore who goes to vampire hunting slayer fuck parties. Yeah, she's really trying to misbehave. <laughs> she sure does. She was into some serious shit, James. And she kind of flirts with uh, uh, uh James Woods' character, whose name is Jack Crow, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Right. It's about to become very important. We're gonna call him James throughout the whole fucking thing, oh, anyway. Yeah, I'm not calling him <laughs> Jack Crow. Are you kidding me? That's what I said. Uh, my name's Jack Crow. It's like Paul. When maybe we mentioned Montoya a few times because it's just so fucking ridiculous, but it is stupid. It's James Woods is James Woods. Yeah, yeah. Baldwin's identity has been established at this point. He can't escape it. <laughs> but yeah, this party goes on. The father gets drunk uh, and he tells uh, Jack that he loves him, <laughs> which is actually pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you drunk, father? He's like, I'm not drunk. He's like, oh, I'm not drunk, James Woods. He's, He's like, like, what are you on acid? acid? Yeah. <laughs> James Woods is, like, the only fucking sober guy at this place. I think he's just drunk all the time is what it is, you know? he's It's like a shakes thing. Right, yeah. That's his secret. Yeah. He's got a drink to fight vampires. So then uh, the cop or somebody is like, we gotta get more, we gotta get more liquor. And Bullock, who's like, can't even stand up straight, is like, ah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. And then he goes to leave the door. He opens it, which I thought was fucking awesome. And in comes... Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy so. fucking why so, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Uh, wow, okay. That, that, I, that whatever joke me. I had is now inferior because, yeah. <laughs> Vampire Johnny. Oh, hi, Bullock. <laughs> and he sticks his fucking fingers in his chest and rips him up the middle. This motherfucker falls down and splits in half. I am sure tearing does. you apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, I'm tearing you apart, Bullock. Like, literally. <laughs> And then he takes a TV and throws it across the room. (laughs) He's throwing a football at one point. I don't know. Except take TV and football and just switch them out with human bodies. Uh, Yes, this is Jan Valak. He is the the quote-unquote master vampire that they missed at the nest. And he looks like Eric Draven yeah, yeah, also. Kind of, yeah. Played by Thomas Ian Griffin. I thought this was Biff for like two seconds. That fucking <laughs> picture on IMDb looks like Biff. Go find yourself a coffin and... I don't know. Lost it. Make like a vampire and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, he's fucking terrifying. He's like nine feet tall or some shit. Um, he's this long, white, gaunt face. He's very cool. Uh, he's not... He's intimidating, but anytime he opens his mouth to talk, it's like, dude, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> don't say anything. Well, it's like Carpenter didn't want to do like this, you know, 
stereotypical vampire, but he does, at least this guy's outfit, I think, is a little stereotypical, which it works. I think he looks intimidating. I No, I love it. Because he's got, like, that black cloak and the long fingernails and the long black hair. That's why I go to Tommy Wiseau. I'm sorry. Like, every time this guy was on screen, I'm like, <laughs> oh, Tommy's back. No, sure. But, like, this garb he's wearing is, like something that the members of the cure would wear or like Bauhaus like it's not <laughs> right. exactly traditional like the brood or some shit yeah it's like not exactly traditional like uh i don't even know what you'd call that he says he's from like 1300 so i don't even know why he would wear this shit but anyway just goes into fucking like hot topic with some sunglasses on <laughs> yes. just starts shopping around give me your flowiest outfit it's very like edwardian or like or like renaissance style shit yeah but it, that immediately contradicts james wood's description of a vampire because <laughs> he's like yeah they don't wear that shit sure i well right exactly and that's that's what i'm saying like you know carpenter saying he doesn't want to do the you know stereotypical vampire but that's basically what this guy looks like mm, we'll get to it because i want to have that discussion when it comes up but uh this vampire just fucking destroys everybody at this party <sighs> literally kills everybody I guess James Woods was in the other room and Daniel Baldwin stepped out for another leak. I guess. Everybody is killed by crossfades in this scene. Because <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the, ed- the editing killed them. Actually, there is one scene right before he comes to the door I forgot to mention that's pivotal. Laura Palmer, who, as she's going to be known to be called during this episode, <laughs> she she takes James Woods' fucking hotel room key and she's going to you know meet him there later. So she's waiting in the room, and Valak fucking comes in. Oh, yeah. And he starts eating around and bites her on the inner thigh. Yeah, that's very strange, because he's like, I'm going to pick you specifically and bite your leg. Okay, going to go kill these people. He also drops into the scene like fucking Batman. It's the funniest shit. He is on the ceiling with his arms spread out like poised. It's so funny. Right. Which is like an iconic image, but the way that this is like put together is really kind of shitty. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. And then he goes to the um, the party. And, and wipes them out. Right. Like, you get your first reveal of him doing this, and then you get your first reveal of him again <laughs> for the third time. Now, as I'm saying that in my brain, unless I'm just mixing this up in my head, I was sitting here thinking, oh, that was a really smart way to allow him into the building, but I guess that that doesn't matter in this universe because he was already in Laura Palmer's room. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, less clever, still liked it. Yeah. Would have kind of liked to see somebody try that, though. You can't enter here. And they just step over. Fuck. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> or, like, you have, to ha- you have to have faith for that to work. See, I love that from Fright Night. Right. Yeah. Like, crosses hurt him, but you have to believe in it or else they don't work. <laughs> Or it doesn't mean anything. No. So he, he's going around this party just butchering people. Like we said, Bullock gets sliced in half. Then there's that fucking Owen Wilson guy. Yeah. This guy's just firing with a machine gun at this fucking <laughs> vampire. It's not doing anything. No. He grabs another person as a meat shield, and this fucking piece of shit just keeps shooting. Yeah, he, he totally recalls this poor woman. They, the, the way that these guys feel about women is pretty obvious <laughs> to begin with. Well, this is true. Plus, these are prostitutes, so they're just like, I don't give a shit. They're all disposable. Now, where does Shang Tsung come in and get killed? Because I, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think he just gets like he just gets smacked and he dies. Yeah, he's it's very like what happened, and then it crossfades. There's a lot of people who get like what looks to be a vampire claw across the throat, but it just looks like a slap, yeah. and they don't cut back to see them covered in blood or bleeding out or anything. So he's just like swatting people away. Sure, there's some really cool shit in this scene, but like again, it's very. <laughs> It's surprisingly like low energy. Yeah. Yes, because they're not sh- they're not showing you enough. No, it's just kind of like 
Here's a scene, and I'm gonna smack this guy, crossfade. Here's another scene, and now I'm gonna sh- now shoot the vampire. Okay, crossfade. And it's like, this is really fucking strange. I thought this was way more, um, visceral. When I was a kid, I remember it being like, holy shit, remember that fucking scene from Vampires when that dude comes in and kills all these fucking people in that hotel room? Yeah, it plays faster in your head, and then you see it, you're like, oh, this is so slow. It was like going in slow motion, and I'm like, okay. It doesn't really get, I mean, we also see that native, the uh, the Scorpio guy fucking charge <laughs> at uh, dude, the vampire. He, he goes- and impale Owen Wilson and the vampire with a fucking spear, and he gets killed immediately. Oh, man. He has a fucking Scorpio is ready moment, dude, because there's one point where he has just real quick. This is from before, but like he has like a pair of panties in his mouth and he fucking throws a uh, a lamp through a window. Scorpio is ready. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. For no reason. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, he's fucking totally he's D.E.D. dead. And then James Woods, Daniel Baldwin and this priest come in. And the priest has, like, the shotgun, and he starts shooting it at the vampire, but it doesn't work. He comes in with a road warrior special. He's got the little sawn off in his hand. <laughs> sure does. Um, yeah, he, like, distracts Valak for a second because, like, James Woods, like, jumps across the fucking room and, like, lands on the crossbow, and it, like, wounds his arm or some shit. Right. Oh, and he has that fucking, that, uh, you know, stars moment where he looks over and he's like, Jack Crow. <laughs> And he's like, how the fuck does he know my name? The Kill Bill music goes off. <laughs> and then, dude, he does this sickening thing to this priest. Now, this was actually disturbing. This is fucking great. The priest has the shotgun, and he's just basically intimidating James Woods. And he just basically causes the, uh, grabs the fucking uh, trigger and just blows this guy's head off off screen. You just see the blood hit the ceiling. It's pretty awesome. Instead of, like, ripping this guy's throat out or, like, biting him or something, he just kills him with the shotgun that he's holding. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow. And this is, like, the one guy so far in the first ten minutes of the movie that you're like, okay, he's not a total piece of shit. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. See ya. It's also a badass thing to do. It's like, I'm gonna try to help my friend get out of here by shooting this vampire in the back of the head with a sawn-off shotgun. Yeah. I think he did it because he was drunk. You know, he's got, he's got those beer. Yeah. He's got those beer muscles. He fucking picks up a shotgun. Yeah, I gotta hurt my friend. Fuck you, Dracula. Kaplooey. Get out of here, hot topic. Is <laughs> that Johnny? Oh my god, David Boreanaz is here. Kill him. Oh my god, Padre, you you killed Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. No, he thought it was Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, That's exactly. Why he shot him. Uh, and then, uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Baldwin and James Woods, uh, pull, like, a hot fuzz and just start jumping through the air and shooting him, uh, and, uh, they do a, a dual pistol run and push Laura Palmer out of the building at the same time. Valak gets hung up for some reason, but they manage to get out of there, don't they? Yeah, they get a little ahead of him in the car, uh, and James Woods just keeps yelling at Daniel Baldwin to go faster. Must go faster. Well, the whole thing, too, is they, they can tell that Laura Palmer's been bit because she's kind of in a daze outside. They take her for a reason, yeah. Well, ba- Baldwin doesn't want to take her initially, Mm-mm. and James Woods is like, we're fucking taking her, get in the Jeep! And then, like you were saying, Connor, they, they floor it. Yeah, he's like, blow that horse brains out. They're driving on this fucking road, and this was so cool because instead of being, like, egregious with, like, him turning into a bat or, like, any of that shit, he's... I would assume he's flying, right? He's not running super fast. Oh, he's just fucking... He is just fucking flying like Superman. Arms out, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He flies up and fucking jumps in the back of this truck, 
And fucking James Wood shoots him in the chest and he goes rolling off like fucking, I don't know what, like Trantor the fucking troll. Like the T-1000 just boop, 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 boop. Or T-1000, yeah. He picks up his fucking hand and puts it back on. Well, and then the sun comes up just in time. Yeah. So I guess this guy digs a hole pretty fucking fast. I mean, he's really strong. He can cut a man in half. I'm sure he can dig six feet in a few, in- a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's probably taking tips from Norm. You know, he's got those fucking gauntlets <laughs> in his pocket. Yeah, Norm's back, man. Keeps running into all these characters in the MDU like, what the fuck? It's just these dirt fly up. That's who he's hanging out with. You think Norm has ever, like, run into a vampire? Yeah, he's, he's down there when Valak digs in for the <laughs> night. Him and the being and Norm fucking have a have a nightcap. <laughs> they all cross paths and, like, light a candle underground and have a drink. Fucking, no- they just nod. Yeah. There's no words pa- <laughs> pass between them. They stop, they go, hey! Hey, it's you again. I mean, honestly, if there was some kind of dwarven city in the MDU, all these characters would probably live there together. You know, the lumen is their power source. Not dwarf, gnome, goddammit. Yeah? Y- you think Anthony Michael Hall ever visits him down there? Maybe. <laughs> they don't let him leave. They cut, he, yeah. <laughs> he, like, goes down to meet Rena. He's like, look, this is Rena, and uh, now you're here forever. You- and he turns into a fucking gnome, you think? <laughs> now, now that you've seen this place, we can't let you leave. Yeah. I think, Connor, you're right. I think, in fact, he pulls an Ace Ventura too. He fucks Rena, and then Norm and the fucking gnomes are going after him. <laughs> And then it ends in a freeze frame and it goes, Shikaka! Uh, you can check that. And he's fucking running from the gnomes. Yeah. I love that idea. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kaminsky is still waiting for Zagna. That other detective that I can't remember her name to come back. And there's just like Sam. Like up to his knees now with those fucking crunch bars. Oh, she's gonna fuck me one day. Yeah. Oh, wait, there he is. He's gonna she's gonna come fuck me one day. I wonder where that other guy's been. It's been a while. Excuse me, we're all out of Zagnuts in the vending machine. Gallagher. So yeah, it's daylight, and so we uh oh, this is where they split up, right? Yes. Well they steal a car first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this poor <laughs> bastard! In the scummiest way, they just wait for some guy to come get his gas, and they fucking carjack him. That's another thing with this film, like... And of course it's Baldwin that has yeah, to do the jacking. But we're, but we're spending fucking 20 minutes of film... Right. ...with just sitting them sitting there watch, waiting for somebody to pull up, right? Well, you think they're just having a cigarette break, and then Baldwin starts yeah. walking up with the fucking pistol in his back pocket. Oh, man, he puts on that fucking Baldwin charm? Yeah, oh, yeah, he sticks his hand in the fucking car, <laughs> acting like he's checking it out. The guy <laughs> asks him to remove his hand, and he's like... He's like, I'll blow your fucking brains out if you don't let me steal this. He's yeah. like, okay, yeah, no problem. Give me the, don't, don't fuck with me. He goes from zero to Baldwin in no time flat. Um, He's always hitting Baldwin. He also is carrying a Barry Burton's revolver around. Oh, yeah. Um, It's kind of awesome. He's got that fucking Colt Python ready to go. Yeah. So like you guys are saying, they steal a car and they, 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 they do split up. And James Woods is like, I got to go back. He's like, I got to bury him. He's like, I, I just have to do it. He's like, you go you go up to this hotel in this location further up the road and I'll meet you there. I promise. He's like, rule number seven, we don't we don't bury people by ourselves oh or my whatever. God. These rules, I was kind of expecting them to go somewhere. Instead they were just like casually dropped like three different times. And I'm like, okay, sure. Why are we establishing a set of rules with these fucking guys? They're just like they're mercenaries, basically. Like, they don't give a shit. These guys are like fucking hardcore motherfuckers. Like, why? What are you talking about? You, you want to impose protocol on them? Yeah, they they break them all anyway, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Especially James Woods. Like, yeah. I never thought we'd find someone that's more belligerent than Baldwin. Oh, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're neck and neck in this movie, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So James Woods goes and like fucking. This is what I was talking about. Like, 
he stabs all of the dead bodies in the hotel through the heart. Right. But then he cuts some of their heads off, but not all of them. He cuts off the heads of his team, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And why Why is that? Why isn't, is staking them not enough? He does take the heads and bury them like a mile down the road after he burns the uh, motel down. Yeah. But like, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me, but I, it's been forever since I read Dracula. But I think the idea was in the original mythology, if you want to even refer to it as that, was that you had to not only not only stake them through the heart, but you also had to cut the head off. It was kind of like some regeneration bullshit. You kind of had to do both, or you had to at least cut the head off. I forget. Someone's going to call me on this, and I'm going to be wrong, but I'm 99% sure that's how it works. I'm telling you right now, it's it's destroying the heart and or decapitation. Um, I think it's from the perspective from this movie, I think it's a security measure because... If one of these guys were to come back as a vampire, they have intimate knowledge of the Slayers, the the Catholic Church, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a mm. seems to me like a risk, risk prevention uh, tactic, a, do- a double sure technique. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're all quite dead and can't return. <laughs> uh, but he doesn't even burn the heads; he just like throws them in a ditch. I, I guess what Connor's saying it's like a it's a safety net kind of situation just in case. But you're right; like, why bury the heads down the road? Like, I, I don't really get that. I, I, just separate them and just burn the fucking just. Burn I guess. What what are they going to wake up like David Galen put the fucking head back on their body? (laughs) Crowdwoods. They just turn into each other. Ah, Bollock, I think you have my head. That's your body over there. Ah, yeah, I don't want to look like that anymore. I'm switching it up for the second life. Barbara Crampton's naked somewhere screaming. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to get to someone that fits that description in a few seconds here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What the fuck? James Woods, like, calls the church, I guess, and he's like, he's like, yeah, everybody's dead. We're fucked. And then, like, Valak, like, hitches a ride on a train. Yeah. <laughs> he jumps on the back of it. Weird as shit. And then, and then we get introduced to um, the Cardinal and Adam, the the uh, Father Adam, um, because I guess James Woods goes to like some sanctuary place. It's like the Mexican Vatican, right? Yeah. So uh, we meet Cardinal Alba, and this is where my little trivia bomb comes in. Uh, this Cardinal is played by an actor named Maximilian Schell, and if you're a big Mission Science Theater fan, you should know him as the guy who played Hamlet in the Hamlet movie they watched. Oh, man. Yes, who monologues with no energy for five and a half minutes at a time, and that episode ends with a Hamlet figure with a drawstring that just goes on for, like, a (laughs) hundred feet. (laughs) That's a fucking great gag. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking quite old and not the same way, but yeah, he's there. This is where we find out that, like, James Woods is basically the Vatican's hitmen, like part of part of the Vatican's hitmen for vampires. And he's like, he's like, what the fuck, Cardinal? He's like, he's like, this is we, this is something different. We had never seen this fucking shit before. This vampire took a chest load of bullets and didn't fucking waver one bit. What's the deal with this shit? Um, and he's like, uh, yeah. Well, there was a killing in Germany, and. He, this vampire like left an autograph picture <laughs> his calling <laughs> he, card he left us a johnny cage yeah but to my to my greatest fan johnny cage it says on it and this painting is from like the 13th century or some shit it's a pretty good looking painting yeah it looks great it's not there's nothing wrong with it it's totally fine yeah um it's like a gickly art print this attack in germany also apparently wiped out their entire european fucking force yeah their faction and i'm like okay well so was he there and then in Mexico, or was this over the past couple days? Is that where Valak went? He he hopped a fucking Trans Siberian train. 
<laughs> he got on the snow piercer. He went on a side quest while his fucking cronies got killed. <laughs> yeah, like what? He, you know what? Honestly, they, they're probably trying to make a uh, Dracula reference there. Remember, he had to get on the fucking boat to America or to London, rather. Yeah, maybe. Could be. He didn't have to hide in those fucking dirt crates. But yeah, they break it down. And they're like, they're like, yeah. So here's the legend of this guy. Um. Oh, by the way, on the on the picture, there's like this symbol, and like James was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And they're like, "I don't know." Shrug, question mark. Eyes look to the side curiously. Hell of a storm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, but yeah, they say that like, you know, he basically recounts the first account of vampirism, where um, this pr- it was a priest from the Catholic Church who was basically cursed. We don't know how yet. Ah, fuck it. We'll just go into it. Fuck it. Um, this priest was uh, given an exorcism, but like a reverse exorcism? Because he took the peasants in the fucking town to uprise against the rich. Yes. This was his fucking punishment? Yeah. This is his punishment for going all Robin Hood. To insert him with demons and make him one of the undead. For fun. How did this, like, how do they think this is going to pan out? Wait, let's put demons in him. There's no way it can backfire. Well, hold on a second. Have you played Doom? <laughs> They're going to use the hell energy. <laughs> this is right. To power shit. And th- this could never possibly go wrong. Are you saying the Catholic Church is in bed with the UAC? Yeah, ma- it's maker technology, dude. They might be the UAC. <laughs> they might be the fucking founding fathers. Let's be honest. Uh, it is maker tech. There you go. Dude, that fucking cross later, that's maker tech. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's straight from Erdak. Oh, yeah. Um, forged in the fucking... From people's souls being squished out of them or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... So they basically, they're just like, yeah, you know, it was a reverse exorcism that created him. So he's basically Dracula in very loose quotes. Um, he's Dracula. He's the first vampire ever. Right. And that and that and that's kind of where my Castlevania reference begins and ends is just the idea that, oh, no, he was created by the church, the thing that they were trying to destroy. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm with it. Um, no, yeah. But the extras, they, like, didn't finish it. They were just like, ah, he's undead and he's gonna kill some people. Let's just stop. <laughs> well, b- because part of that exorcism involves him being fucking burned at the stake, and I guess they just thought it didn't work. And they're like, well, the body was dead, <laughs> but the soul survived. It was very convoluted, because, like, we find out ingredients are needed, and you're like, wait, what? What do you mean? And then you also find out this, this Father Adam, um, he, I guess, was like the... The guy under the the priest who was murdered earlier in the film, he was like his understudy. Yeah. And so he is now going to join James Woods as kind of like, you know, to, to keep him informed, to be like his new liaison, but also like the the Cardinal also wants him to keep an eye on James Woods because James Woods, they're, they're telling him like, you got to get a new team. You got to go to Europe and get your new people. He's like, I'm not fucking doing that. He's like, I just lost my whole team. He's like, I'm hunting this son of a bitch. He's in my territory. Well, he kind of also drops a bottom up like an inarguable bomb because as he's leaving, he's like, hey, Cardinal, how the fuck does he know my name? And Cardinal's like, and tugs his collar. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow him, Father Adam. Okay. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, Father Adam is like, just real quick, his character is like that quirky, like, bookworm dude who, like, knows all, like, the lore and mythology of everything. Who has no social skills. Yeah. And he kind of looks like Johnny Depp from Secret Window. 
sort of. I would say he looks like Fisher Stevens from uh, what's it called? Uh, Short Circuit. Short Circuit. He sure does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except he's not going Johnny Five. James Woods. We have to kill the vampire. We have to kill vampires. Hear my very offensive accent, Jan Valak. Yeah, and James Woods is like, yeah, fucking yeah. Let's go. All right, come on. Oh, real quick, since we we're just talking about Fisher Stevens, did you know he fucking produced the Tiger King? <laughs> His name popped up in the credits. You telling me he knows Doc Antle? He, he might. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'm kind of upset with him, but let's move. Kind of, kind of tarnished, tarnished <laughs> his name for me. Tarnished a lot of people's names. Let's be, let's be real. Yeah. So then we we go back to this hotel, and Laura Palmer is totally stripped down, <laughs> naked, tied to a bed. If you're if you're gonna sit there and tell me that Daniel Baldwin wasn't fucking this unconscious woman, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, this looks bad. Even when he tries to explain, like what he was doing and what his motivations were. It's like, okay, well, there were seven more ways to do this, and you picked the creepiest one. She's bare naked, on her stomach, tied. Her arms are tied, and her legs are tied to the bed, and she's and she's got tape, a duct tape on her mouth. Yeah, it looks like a kidnapping. It looks like, it, it looks like a fucking rape scene. Yes. And then you're hit with this visual, and then Daniel Baldwin fucking walks in the room with a bag full of fast food, and you're like, oh, this piece of shit. Dude, he slinks over to her. He gets, like, within an inch of her ear, and he's like, he, she has tape in her mouth, and he rips it off, and of course she screams, so then he puts her in a headlock. He's like, he's like, you open your mouth again, and I'll break your fucking neck like a twig, honey. He goes, don't fuck with me, honey. Straight up. Yeah. Quote, unquote. I fucking fell over when he said that line. Me too. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard I had to rewind because I was like, I'm going to miss something. I was like, this is the snake eating its fucking head or the snake eating its own tail. <laughs> like, it's, it's come full circle. The universe is a strange place. Don't fuck with me, honey. While threatening to break her neck. This is the defining moment where everything we have been talking about shines like a golden fucking emblem with Daniel Baldwin's name on it. It's just, it, it is. It's all solidified. It's all fact. It's all true. Everything we've been saying is canonical. Yeah. And this is just another disgusting adventure. Go check out that MDU Monday from last year. It kind of adds up. He's like, yeah, so listen, this is what I did. Here's the score. I took off your clothes. I cleaned you up. And then I tied you down. And then I, um... Do you remember that vampire from last night? <laughs> or, or what? <laughs> And she's just, like, reeling, like, I'm tied to a bed naked with this fat man trying, like, threatening to break my neck and a fucking bag of hamburgers on the dresser. <laughs> and then he, like, makes it up to her by, like, covering her with the blanket, kind of, just enough to cover her ass cheeks. Yeah, but, like, what are you doing? Were you leaving her to dry? What are you doing? His character is very topsy-turvy from this point because he does things like this where he covers her with the bed sheet and talks to her very, like, kind of down-to-earth and very calmly. But then at some point it's been like, like minor transgressions. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, well, that's the Baldwin special. Yeah, that's the Baldwin special, dude. He's hitting that fucking tequila. It's coming out. Oh yeah, he's got a bottle in his fucking back pocket. Mm-hmm. That would explain why he keeps taking naps. <laughs> I, I can almost understand why he would strip her down from the angle of like you got to check every spot on the body to find a bite mark. Which, which is it's creepy, but I can almost say, all right, it's kind of justified. But, like, to just leave her like that? You don't leave her naked, tied down, face down. Right. It's just, fuck, it's, it's, I don't mean to sound reductive here, guys, but it's fucking creepy. It's weird and gross, and I didn't like it. No, it was, it was, it was, everything says everything, it says everything about Baldwin in that scene. <laughs> yeah. In the MDU, <laughs> anyway. And then he gets the uh, he gets the fucking burgers. He's like, "Why don't you eat?" He's like, "You gotta eat." Yeah, and then he ends up like untying her and 
talking about he's like he's like yeah whatever you got running through your veins kool-aid or vampire juice or poison or something you're gonna turn into a vampire and she's like what really want a hamburger (laughs) she won't eat the burger so he takes a bite out of it and he's like yeah come on you gotta eat and then like as she turns around to like you know respond he like spits it into his hand looks disgusted yeah oh because okay so at that point she had tried to like he like she like went in to take a shower and he's like, leave that door open, you. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what? I already saw you naked. She's like, can you give me a fucking towel or something? He's like, right, fine. I'll get you a towel. Anyway, she fucking, she, she, what we failed to mention before was James Woods takes her with them because she has a te- uh, telepathic link directly to Volick. Um, because he had bitten her. And she has a scar on her forehead in the shape of a lightning bolt. <laughs> Only I can live, Katrina. Oh, where's Sam? The boy who got away. Anyway, she's like, I don't know. She freaks out. She goes to like kill herself and then is out on the ledge. And then Daniel Baldwin like grabs her and pulls her through a closed window. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. He gets up and German suplexes this woman back into a motel room. Okay, that's what happens. All right. He just fucking. And if you listen carefully enough, you can actually hear Dana Barrett yelling, Oscar! Oscar! (laughs) The next window over. Yeah, somehow. I don't know. There's like some time warp or some shit going on. Janos is out there in a fucking, uh, on a bike. Pushing a baby carriage, reaches out to her. Exactly. Right before he pulls her in, she's like, hold on. She's like, hold on. There's a guy in a bike out there. (laughs) They're too focused on the the glass protruding from Baldwin's fucking arm. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's got a big fucking gash in his arm and she bites him. Um, so yeah, now he's vamp, now he's got the the vamp, vampire inside of him and of course because it's daniel baldwin he has to be that guy in the fucking horror movie who gets bit by something that can transform you and not tell anybody this is so ugly dude he she like she she like immediately gets grossed out and like goes to throw up and he's like bitch you're fucking you fucking bit me and he like grabs her by the back of the neck from the toilet and like throws her on the bed and then fucking like backhands her like with all of his might yeah yeah it looks like a drunken rage and i hate it yeah it's ugly shit uh but there's there's, that's Baldwin for you. Yeah. Um, but James Woods' character is off doing other things. Oh, he's in, he's driving in that fucking truck with, <laughs> with, with Adam. He's driving around this truck with a vein pulsating his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> he is so bent out of shape that nobody's telling him, like, what's going on. So he stops the truck and pulls Father Adam. Now, this is like a, he's like a little weak, like, uh, sheepish guy. He, like, pulls him out of the fucking truck and throws him down a hill and, like, beats the shit out of him. He he essentially bullies him. And this is, like, minutes after uh, Father Adam is like, oh, yeah, I read all about you and how your parents were attacked by vampires and your grubs. I followed all your slayings and big fan. And then James Woods screams, fuck it, and then pulls <laughs> over. Mean- yeah, and then pulls him out and starts, like, kicking him in the ankles and knocking him over. He's like, oh, you're the traitor. You, you, you told them about me or something. He's like, just admit it or I'll fucking kill you. He's like, he's like, go ahead and kill me. He's like, I didn't do anything. He's like, all right, maybe you're not so bad, but I got to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, maybe you're not so bad. I'll only threaten you like two or three more times over the course of this film with a knife to your neck. <laughs> then they like, they like get back in the truck and he. this is where James gives like that rundown of the vampire. He's like, yeah, garlic and shit. That shit don't fucking work. Crosses is bullshit. They don't wear fucking, what does he say? He says some like offensive shit. He's like, yeah, it's none of that frilly faggy shit. Yeah. yeah, or some shit like that. He implies that if you attempt to use garlic, they will bend you over and fuck you in the ass while sucking your neck. <laughs> oh, fuck you in the Hershey Highway or some shit chocolate zone. What the fuck does he say? Ta- he says, I think he says, take a walk down your Hershey Highway. <laughs> Take a walk down the chocolate sh- 
fucking shaft or some shit. I'm yeah. like, James, what the fuck are you talking about? This must be that ad-libbing he did that fucking Carpenter loved. Because <laughs> so- there's no way in hell John Carpenter wrote that dialogue. <laughs> no, I'm maybe sorry. it's from the book, dude. Straight up. Uh, Could have been. Could have been. Vampire dollar sign, yeah. So they're going back. So he, so they get back in the car and they're going back and forth. And then like James Woods, basically after the vampire breakdown, he he shows him a map and he's like, yeah, this is the this is the search pattern of these vampires. Like, see how it's in a circle because they're looking for something. But it's like an ancient map that doesn't really map to any normal map. Adam goes. Adam goes. Oh, you must be talking about the black cross that lets vampires walk in the sunlight. <laughs> and James Woods just like gives him a side eye and he's like, oh what? Nothing. He's like, we'll return to that soon. Uh, by the way, when I was kicking your ass, did you uh, did you get a little wood? <laughs> did you get a little mahogany? Yeah, this is the first instance where he's like, hey, I beat you up. You a little gay? You gay? You gay? Are you gay? Are you gay? Ah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm a little gay. What'd you get? Did you get teak? Did you get oak? What'd you get? Ebony? Dick? Was your dick hard? I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> did your penis get erect? Can I suck it? I'm just fucking with you. Let's go to the next scene. This is when you get the uh, the hamburger scene of her, her not wanting to eat. And I guess either the implication is that when Baldwin takes a bite out of it, it's either gross or he's already turning and he can't eat it. I'm not really sure what the angle is on that one. That would be a cool little story detail. <laughs> it's supposed to take 48 hours and Baldwin immediately has effects. But also you find out later that like there was a vampire that took five days to show effects. So yeah. it's not consistent. And he mentions that like eating food slows it down. And this guy is not turning down a fucking hamburger, dude. He's just not doing it. No. I mean, he ate them all off screen while he was looking over his script. <laughs> <laughs> must be one shitty hamburger then. It looks like a shitty hamburger. Like- right? Like, if, if Daniel Baldwin's not eating it, like, what is in there? Are there just vegetables in there? Is that why he fucking throws <laughs> it down? Like, I wanted a meat hamburger, not a vegetable hamburger. I didn't want a veggie sandwich. What do I look like? Oh, man, it's a Boca burger? Yeah. You fucking send that here, Danny. There's a lot more bread on that hamburger than there is meat, I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's probably from Burger King. He bites it, and he's like, he's like, impossible whopper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is where he kind of, doesn't she start to see a little bit of what he's doing here, Valak anyway, like the links happens? Yeah, she sees through the eyes of Bob, and uh, <laughs> he's creeping around, but yeah, you're right, it's Valak. Uh, I wish it was Bob. We get a little uh, Ray Wise in the corner fucking trying to dance with somebody, <laughs> losing his mind, hair turning white and shit. I, for a second, I was like, which Bob are you talking about? It's Bob from Bob's Burgers. That's who we're talking about. That's the only other Bob I, that comes to mind. Linda. My Uncle Bob, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Valak is like seen hanging outside of a church, and he's kind of like just stalking the area. Um, I, I think it's two separate instances where they see all of what's happening, right? Because James Woods has to come back to that room first. Yeah, it's kind of interspersed between like two scenes, but Laura's seeing all this. And, uh, or I guess what's her actual name in the movie? Katrina. Katrina, yeah. And, uh, she's, like you said, she's seen it through her eyes. And, you know, he's inside the church now, again, like kind of putting those, uh, vampire stereotypes on the flip side, you know. And he comes in, he kills, like, the cleaning woman, and and he's approaching a priest. And you don't see what happens. It's kind of implied that he's killed here, but you find out later that maybe that's not the case. This poor fucking cleaning lady, dude, just gets her throat ripped right the fuck out. She was just trying to dust off Rawhead's box. The hell you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> sorry, my my fault, my fault. We should split up. We can do more damage that way. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, uh, James Woods confronts Daniel Baldwin about the cut in his arm, and he kind of he's like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "Why does she have a bruise on her on her face?" He's like, "Oh, I had to hit her." He's like, "Uh huh." And why is that? He's like, "Well, she tried to kill herself." He's like, "Uh huh." 
And what else? Well, and I think the thing there is like James Woods, I guess the implication is he's worked with Daniel Baldwin doing this kind of shit for years. And this is like a weird thing to happen mm-hmm. for him to fly off the hand. Believe it or not, this this seems odd that he would fly <laughs> off the handle to James Woods. Right. P- P.S. Uh, Daniel Baldwin has a weird fetish with like cauterizing his wounds in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. It's neat, but it's kind of like, okay. Sure. Because, yeah, like you're saying, Joe, he takes the fucking lighter when he gets bit, and he's, like, cauterizing the wound with it, and he's like, ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's Nick caging in the bathroom with this thing. It looks like those challenges to hold a lighter to your skin to see how long you can, like, take it. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, right on the skin, not, like, an inch away from it. No, I feel like he was definitely um doing that for real. Uh, I mean, it kind of looked like it. I was yeah. really looking for a way that could be, uh you know manipulated but i didn't see one unless it's like really just brief cgi but i feel like it would stand out no i don't think there is cgi in this film i don't think there is either not that i noticed anyway maybe very lightly uh but yeah but james woods is hella suspicious of uh baldwin like immediately um Mm -hmm. and then uh he already knew he's like all right what are we doing and he's like oh no doesn't uh the padre try to call the uh the cardinal <laughs> he's like he's like I- I'm not gonna stand for this, Jack. We're- I gotta call the Vatican. He's like okay, and then James Woods murders him with a phone. Oh my god, he fucking takes his phone. He's like, can I say that real quick? He's like, excuse me, and he just fucking cracks this guy right in the. He gets fucking Don Rickles in he- fucking casino. <laughs> he punches him with it. It's- <laughs> you fucking fat prick. <laughs> Hitting him with it. Yeah, he's, he's like, you don't even take a shit without my permission, let alone make a phone call. Oh, yeah. Which is funny because James is in that movie. Sure is. Dude, he's a scumbag in that film. Yep. But, oh, yeah, she goes back into a trance because Valak is uh, on the move again. She reconnects with him. Because mm-hmm. he's got the priest now and, like, he's making the priest show him on this ancient ass map, like, where the fuck this cross is. I like how he took him to a campfire to do so. Like, he brought him in. Oh, he's, yeah, he's man. Like, Enjoy yourself <laughs> for a few minutes. Yeah, he's, like, buttering him up. He's like, come on, we'll go camping would you like a marshmallow <laughs> i forgot the grams sorry y- y- you are gonna kill me after this right mr Wiseau? Eh. <laughs> i don't know maybe i will maybe i won't maybe i do maybe i don't who knows i don't know do you have marshmallow stick or not uh you're, you're salivating a hell of a lot someone walks by he's like oh, hello doggy <laughs> <laughs> what's with your teeth I have to go to dentist. Uh, what's funny is that uh, in the original script for The Room, Tommy Wiseau included a vampire. After seeing this film, he's like, I could do that. <laughs> I think he originally intended the movie to be about a vampire. Um, I, You know, I believe it. Yeah. Would have made more sense. So, yeah, he, he cuts this priest's head off after he shows him where the fucking cross is. And it's it's pretty gory. It's good. They show it, too, straight up. Yeah. The fucking hat head comes right off. Yeah, and Val can do it like two fingers. It's impressive. It's a clean cut. He's like Ultraman with those fucking fingers, man. Like, he like make, he like straightens his fingers and he fucking just cuts people in half. Them. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a speech to remove. <gasps> uh oh. Well, man, him running after that fucking truck, dude. Anyway. Dracula could uh pose as one. I I, I can see it. Do you want to get sued? It's not Dracula. Dracula. It's Jan Valik. And she screams and passes out. Right, because she sees all that and she's super freaked out. Um, yeah, because like Baldwin and Woods are like grilling her, like, okay, what do you see? Okay, where what do what do you see? A map? Uh whatever. And she's like, I see a sign on the highway that says San Diego, La Paz. It says La Paz. <laughs> and Baldwin's like, La Paz, a name from my past, huh? I don't want to go back there. And it, 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 like, Baldwin, like, freeze frames in the moment. Everything turns black and white. And he's like, I remember when I tried to go kill my dad. Well, no, that didn't happen yet. We're going to get to that later. No, I thought that was, I thought this was post. No, no, that, you know, there's a thrill line. I said that earlier. Okay, all right. He goes south at the end. We're, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. 
Maybe he crosses paths with Scorpio then. Okay, all right. I mean, you know, he grew up in La Paz, as we established in that episode. You know, he was a kid there when he saw his dad beating his mother or whatever. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you're right. So, he, you know, he, he blocked that part of his memory out, and uh, the rest is history, guys. Yeah, you think that, oh, you know what? Okay, we'll get there when we get, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> you see where I'm going? I do, but I'm going to make it even, I'm going to go farther with that. Good. So, yeah, so they go, so they end up, um finding out like what church that that priest was from and they're like they like show up and um they're talking to the cops there and he's like he's like yeah where's father molina's body and they're like we found it it doesn't have a head yeah over basically val killed him just left him there so then we're back we're at another fucking hotel and like james woods corners adam in the fucking bathroom and he's like all right cut the shit now he's like i like you kid don't make me fucking cut your balls off tell me what the fuck the deal is and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> James Woods nonchalantly just takes a rag off the fucking rack. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, open your mouth. He's like, open your fucking mouth. He stuffs the fucking thing in his hand, uh, in his mouth. And then he takes his hand and just fucking cuts his hand open. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, oh, you're fucking crazy. He's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, then this is where he sticks the knife to his neck. And he's like, you need to explain yourself, motherfucker. Yeah, we also get the fucking lore bomb from James Woods. And he's like, which I thought was so some cold-blooded ass shit, dude. He's like, he's like, listen, my, my father had a secret. And the secret was he was a fucking vampire. And then he killed my mom. And then I had to kill my dad. And if you think that... I don't have a problem, like, I, if I didn't have a problem killing my own father, what makes you think that I'm not going to fucking kill you, you know? Right. Love that. And he says, like, my dad was, uh, basically was turning for five days and didn't tell anybody, and that's what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, you know, Daniel Baldwin had to be bit, you know, at least a day at this point, probably, because yeah. Laura Palmer's starting to really show signs, and it's like... Who are you fooling? Like, are, are you just trying to lie to this guy, like, just to finish the job and, like, you know he's going to find out anyway? Sure. Or is it kind of like that thing where he's, like, he knows James Wood's past and he's afraid, like, if he does tell him, he's just going to blow him away right then and there? I think it's a little bit of both. It's probably both, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But he also has a theory that if they kill Volok, they'll all return to normal. But, but also, James Wood says flat out in the movie... Like, if you kill the person that infected you within 48 hours, you might be okay. It's not a guarantee, but if it's after that time... You're just a vampire. Well, it's a theory, right? Sure. I guess, I guess they haven't really spent a lot of time, you know, fucking theory testing. This isn't Dawn of the Dead, or uh, Day of the Dead, excuse me. Yeah, they could have just abandoned that shit. Like, they didn't... If we're going to depart from the original vampire lore, I mean, that, that could have been an easy thing to just be like, let's just get rid of it. Like, if you get bit, that's it. I, I feel like they kept it in there so you'd have that stopwatch going for... Uh, Katrina the entire film as she's slowly transforming sure yeah I guess but then they just abandon it so it's like whatever I I, I don't think they abandon it at all honestly no no I mean like it doesn't go anywhere they're just like okay well you know he's oh, dead well, now okay. and now we're well, not cured right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean uh so so yeah he's so he threatens him again and he's like about to stab him in the stomach and he's like all right listen it's the cross of Bergier and it's a black fucking cross and uh, he needs the cross to finish the exorcism so that he can walk around in the daytime and be completely unstoppable and some priest bought it off eBay and now it's in here in Texas <laughs> or something remember that priest that got his head cut off he was the only guy who knows dude you're you're not even kidding that's basically what he says yeah it's like doesn't he say it's like not an auction or something but like one of the priests in like this part of the country just got a hold of it i'm like you shouldn't just be able to get a hold of an ancient like profane artifact that is you know required by the forces of darkness yeah it's like a fucking it's like the black lotus magic card this fucking thing yeah (laughs) it's like finding a lament configuration at a fucking flea market or something yeah 
It's it's Maker Tech, dude. Yeah, because it's by, by some guy with dirty fingernails, and he just says to you, what's your pleasure? What's your pleasure? Would you like some opium? You want some Clorox uh, bottles that fell off a truck? How about a Rumpelstiltskin? Fucking, I'll, I'll take the lament configuration for some fucking Clorox wipes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Hello, Pinhead. Do what you gotta do. At least I'm clean. We have such sterility to show you. <laughs> yes, we're gonna sterilize you, Uncle Frank. While, while this is all going on, by the way, the uh, this this Spanish fucking church, this this uh, nondescript Spanish church is getting attacked by Valak and his new minions that I guess he has preparing for battle. He has made several master vampires. What is does he have like ulterior glands glands in his fucking mouth that creates master vampires or what's the deal there? Did he have these guys on freeze and he broke them out in time? He's like, I got to go to this plot of land in New Mexico to get my backups. No, these are several. Laura, Laura Palmer sees them all come out of the ground again, which is awesome. And they're all dressed in fucking black. They look like they're in a fucking thriller video. And uh, Laura Palmer's like, yeah, there's seven more of them. And they're all fucking masters. And I'm like, how are you motherfuckers going to beat these guys? Well, they make a point when they go to, like, the the final area, I guess we'll refer to it as, Mm -hmm. that I guess it's implied all of the uh, vampires were taken from this town that is wiped out. I guess. Oh, real quick, just to to cap off the uh, the cross of Bergier, he was taken from somewhere, like, they took him to France to do this exorcism, and then, like, they did this exorcism, they didn't finish it, and then the cross, like made its way to the states and like went through a bunch of different spanish um churches churches or or sanctuaries whatever you want to call it and then it like went missing and then this that priest from before just happened to find out where it was because he was like a super like historian about artifacts or some shit it shows up on pawn stars I'll give you 500. They may have said it in the movie, but I feel like he probably got it from that uh place in Germany that was attacked. Right. Let me, let me tell you what, I'm going to call my cross guy in to check this out. <laughs> Who's your cross guy to check out the fucking cross? I don't Peter Vincent, I don't know. So Richter Belmont? <laughs> Jesus? Yeah. Uncle Frank? Maybe Uncle Frank, dude. He's coming back from the other side. He's on that uh he's on that pinhead cross at the end of the movie, so he knows a lot about him. Could be. Also, this cross is just like out right <laughs> in this like fucking ancient pueblo fucking church it's just there but just like monks there right it's not like buried underground or in a vault or anything like it's just out in the open well and of course valak gets it immediately it's not even behind a door there's a fucking doorway an open doorway to get to this thing it's it has its own display case like it's got a yeah. fucking prop behind it and like lighting rig to it like it's a fucking museum exhibit yeah exactly yeah it's like they knew what they had yeah <laughs> almost <laughs> that oh that oh that enables vampires to walk in the daylight what yeah right oh yeah it's fine well we'll put it out in the open because it's less obvious it's uh, nobody knows it's here <laughs> Except that one guy. Except that one guy that we're trying to trying to avoid the most. Oh wait, he has a map of where it might be. Oh fuck! Ring the bell. <laughs> you gotta ring your bell. You wanna ring my bell, guys? Ring my. Oh no, never. Any chance I get to bring that up? Venom. Go check it out. Well, you know, don't check out the movie, but you know, go check out the episode, season one, movie dumpster. Yeah. And if you and if you have to watch Venom, just watch the Tom Hardy one. Ch- <sighs> Ugh. Again, Connor. <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather watch. Neither. Is that an option? 
So they massacre these fucking monks in this temple. They're all, like, making wine and shit with their bare feet or whatever. Uh, this is also more people getting killed by crossfades. Oh, yeah, sure is. What is up with that? I don't know. It's like the cut down in time or something. Telling you, man, it's got to be that weird budget. Uh, again, like, here's another full sequence where we're just killing everybody, and it's just static shots with a bunch of crossfades. And I'm like... There's no energy to the scene at all. It looks cool. There's some really cool shit that happens, but it's just kind of like, eh. My favorite was when the one priest is murdered and he rolls into the legs of another priest carrying a torch who then sets himself on fire. <laughs> yes, I love that. So funny. So everybody dies. They get, Valak gets the cross, and then Laura Palmer's like, he's got the cross. Okay. So then it's like the next day and the gang gets to the monastery. Dude, this monastery is creepy. Yeah. Well, I think any any old religious building you get to that's this far south and this old is going to give you some vibes. Yeah, for sure. They have this fucking fountain in the middle of like the uh, church grounds. That was so cool. It's just blood just coming out of it. The entire thing's filled with blood. <laughs> yeah, there's like fucking six bodies in it and now it's just spurting out fucking blood from the nozzles. Or the fountain, whatever the fuck you want to call it. They're looking around for the cross, and Adam is just like, uh, uh, it, I think it's back here. They got it. There's a, there's a big, like, spot. Like, it's like Evil Dead, where, like, the chainsaw's gone, yeah. and you can see the outline of it. Like, you can see the outline of the cross. Yeah. A tape outline of the cross. <laughs> Well, because, like, right before that, James Woods is like, man, if they get this cross, we're really fucked. And then Adam is like, they got the cross, and it, like, slow zooms in on James Woods' face. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's the end of the movie, right? There's, like, a sticky note that says, looking for this? <laughs> cross cross gone details later. Well, you know, Ball, when he's got the script, so he knows where to go next. Santiago. Yes, La Paz. I mean, yes, yeah, San, Di- San Diego. San Diego? Well, you know when he goes for all those those beer breaks you guys are talking about on the side, hitting that tequila bottle, that's when he, you know, double checks his script that he printed out of fucking John Hurt's car. Oh, man. As we've established on this show many times. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, shut up and drive. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap again. Do you think that's why uh, he didn't have the script in uh, yesterday's Target, or excuse me, in, uh, in Pursuit? You think... John was like, you know what? You fucking used the script in those last couple movies and you knew a little too much. You're going to be on your own this time, Daniel. Well, he wants to have fun with him, right? He's like, let's see what happens when I let loose the fucking Kraken, right? Right, and then he dolphin dives across a fucking living room. Yep. <laughs> he has the same conversation that Tony Stark has with Peter Parker about keeping the suit. He's like, if you can't respect the script, you can't have one. <laughs> if, if you're nothing without the script, then you shouldn't have it. Well, he proved us wrong. I just want to be like you, John. <laughs> you're supposed to be better. <laughs> There's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. They go to this ghost town, and uh, they basically figure out almost immediately that the vampire has come in and, and essentially used all the people in this town, and they guess it's got to be about 30 people, um, and turn them into vampires, plus those ones that he had when they killed the monastery uh, monks. So Yes, so he goes in with like the fucking the blade crew in the monastery, which is like his seven masters. Um and then, like, I didn't realize that he took all of those other people until, like, the last, you know, 20 minutes of this film. Right. Well, they're more like, you know, the vampire spawn, like the low-level vampires. Yeah, they're they're just turned or whatever. It's the first wall of defense. And they're hiding They're hiding in a fucking prison. And I, uh, this is the one thing I actually had a problem with. It seems like I actually had less problems with this film than maybe you guys did a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this prison is falling apart. How the fuck does it have electricity? Why are the monitors... In the security guard area fucking working. I wasn't even thinking about that. Why is the elevator functioning? 
<laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. That is a good point. It looks like the Hellraiser 2 fucking hospital right. downstairs. Yeah. Well, because it's like, uh, you know, I say ghost town, but like, think about like, uh, Literally a ghost town in the sense of like an old western, but you know, in 1990, yeah, um, there's not a soul in sight. They look around like the convenience store and shit. They don't find anybody. And and Laura Palmer is the one that's like sensing Valak inside this prison, and that's that's why they go in. Everything they come across is abandoned. Like that leaves like everything in New Mexico is just abandoned. <laughs> you know? Well, you definitely save money when you don't have to hire extras. <laughs> this is true. Um. Yeah, so they come up with this plan to, like, use this elevator and, like, somebody has to go down as bait. The object is to get the vampire in the elevator and then jump through the ceiling of the elevator, close it, lock him in, and then when the doors open, James Woods is going to shoot them with the fucking harpoon that's tied to the truck and then uh, Daniel Baldwin's going to pull him out into the sun. Right? Easy. Easy peasy. It's just like that uh, that move Lubden did in fucking Leprechaun when he drops the guy out of the fucking ceiling in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Dan O'Grady. They learned it from him. Dan O'Grady fell out of the fucking ceiling. He's like, oh, you gotta, that's the only way to kill a vampire. You gotta shoot him in an elevator and pull him under the fucking sun. Yeah. Uh, so so they fucking rock, paper, scissors for it. And like Adam's like, I'll, I'll go because uh, I don't know how to drive. And you can shoot that harpoon or that uh, fucking crossbow really well. <laughs> and James Woods is like shaking his head the entire time. He's like, okay. Uh... He's like, you're going to fuck this up. Hey, uh, you know if you go down there, you could die, right? He's like, eh, you know, I was a, I did sports in high school. I was the soccer captain. And James <laughs> Woods is like face palming. Like, you got to be fleet on your foot, man. Like, one mistake, you're dead. So, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, you got to be fast. And he's like, I was, the, I was the captain of the soccer team. And I'm thinking like, all right, so he's going to what? He's going to like kick something into something, right? Oh, well, right, yeah. It's just, it's just really just a throwaway line to, for him to try to prove how fast he is and James Woods isn't buying it. Yeah, because later he's like fucking pulling himself out from the ceiling by his fucking arms and shit. He's like all in shape and shit. All of a sudden, right. All of a he's sudden. He's this wimpy motherfucker for the first 45 minutes of the film. <laughs> he goes in the elevator and he's down there. And like you're saying, it's kind of like that tunnel. Uh, this long hallway with all the doors open, and, and there's no vampires. Yeah, it's like Hellraiser 2. So James Wood explicitly tells him not to leave the elevator. He says, just wait for one to come and then climb through the roof. And he could see him, too, like on the monitors, like what's going on. So he's like, all right, uh, all right, kid, just kind of wait it out. There's no microphone, James. I don't know who the fuck you're talking to. I guess the audience. <laughs> and and the guy starts walking out of the elevator trying to look for a vampire, and James Woods is like shitting his pants like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck in the elevator! What the fuck? So then, of course, a vampire starts charging him, and this guy is a little slow in the uptake, Mr. Soccer. Uh, yeah, he, like, he fucking takes a whole minute to fucking look at this vampire running at him, and it's like, just get in the fucking elevator. And right as soon as he jumps up that fucking latch, so does the vampire. <laughs> so the doors close, and the elevator, uh, goes back up. Here's my question, though. Like, even if he was in the elevator and this thing ran towards him, why would it not immediately also jump up towards him? Like, I, I don't really get the, the thought process on this plan but it does that's the whole thing like you think he's gonna jump through this hole and catch the vampire and like close the thing even though the fucking vampire can like punch right through that fucking thing anyway exactly and they end up having like a fucking tussle on top of this fucking elevator and he's like kicking this thing in the face <laughs> he like karate kicks this thing in the hell like, a roundhouse kicks it i was a soccer player or whatever. Yep, there you go. There it is. So the guy from 30 Days a Night, like, falls down the fucking thing and his foot comes out. And James Woods grabs him by the foot and pulls him through the fucking hole. 
And then shoots his thing in the chest, and he gets dragged out and fucking barbecued. And then uh, Adam, he's like catching his breath. He's like, "We got to do that. How many more times?" Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and the audience is like, "How many crossfades are you gonna use to do this?" <laughs> right. So then they go to do it again, but I guess like the elevator door keeps shutting on its own. Yeah. They don't catch it in time, so it goes back down to the first, the, you know, the basement. Yeah. And then one of the other masters, a lady vampire, grabs onto it, and the elevator's coming back up. And the doors don't open. They're like, huh, that's fucking weird. And then it just explodes and this fucking chick vampire flies out. She gives them a little trouble. Dude, uh, this seems fucking crazy because, um, oh, wait a second. We missed when they first got into there with the two vampires. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Where Adam fucking gets in a, in a little trouble. Yeah, receptionist vampire and fucking uh, custodian vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that one vampire is is basically straddling Adam. Like, I don't know how he doesn't get killed by this thing. Dude, he shoots the shit out of it and then stabs the living fuck out of it. And then, like, he kind of gets his fucking vampire killing legs. Right. You know? And Daniel Baldwin, like, sticks that fucking spear through that one and, like, drags it out into the sun and it explodes. (laughs) Yes! And and at this point, too, uh, Baldwin, like, like we said, he was a bit at least a day or two ago. So, like... He's not full vampire, but you could see him, like, sweating a lot more than he usually does, which is, you know, kind of saying something. Yeah. But uh, they also, before they actually go in this prison, you kind of were talking about this a little bit earlier, Joe, but uh, James Woods and Daniel Baldwin have this, like, not standoff. Oh, yeah. They're, like, both standing about 100 yards apart from each other, like, fondling their pistols, but it doesn't (laughs) go anywhere. Yeah, because, like, James Woods starts talking shit to, um... Laura Palmer and, like, Daniel Baldwin's like, hey, don't talk to her like that, you fucking piece of shit. And he's like, you fucking serious? And Daniel Baldwin just, like, punches him right in the face. And then they're, like, they're, like about to fight. And they're like, all right, we, we'll do this later because we got to go kill a fucking vampire or whatever. I do love the line James Woods has where he's like, we're about to have one fuck of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, this is Daniel Baldwin, who we've talked about already, slapping this woman in the face, grabbing her by the back of her neck and throwing her onto a bed, ripping her out of a window... Uh, throwing her into a car, telling her he's going to kill her and snap her neck. But now he loves her. Now they're in love. Yeah. Ha- ha- fucking how? I-, I don't know. It's very stupid. Because they're both turning into vampires, I guess? It's a shitty It's a shitty arc that I don't like, but we, we'll get to that. My, my heart grew five times the size <laughs> when I turned <laughs> into a vampire. Daniel Baldwin's the Grinch of El Paso or wherever they are? He could be, man. He's got that weird look in his eye. And then he died from an enlarged heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's already got that from those fucking chips and salsa. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> chips and guac. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Fast forward to what we talked about already <laughs> with the elevator. So the elevator's blown up and the fucking winch line breaks and and so um Right, while they're trying to drag this master vampire into the sun. She she grabs like a pole and the and the wire breaks. Yeah, so they fucking Daniel Baldwin ends up like wrapping it back around the the uh the winch and they pull her out and James Woods is like on top of her shooting her point blank in the face. <laughs> With, like, a fucking... Right, because he's, like, dragging him with her? Yeah, with, like, a fucking 9mm, and then, like, Adam, like, throws him a uh, <laughs> a stake, and he just starts fucking stabbing the shit out of her. Or James Woods is like, ah, she's trying to take me out with her, and at first I'm sitting here like, she's gonna die, what are you fucking talking about? I was like, oh, wait, when she lights on fire, he's fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's gonna go into a goddamn inferno. And I guess Baldwin's just, is just not paying attention, he's just, like, looking behind him, checking his fucking anything behind him as he's backing up the jeep. Baldwin has, like, a fucking bellyache or something in this scene. 
He's like hunched over and he's like, oh, I got to take a shit. And then he like fucking wraps the wire around whatever he needs to. I just I love when James Woods is is on top of a vampire every time he is because he's just stabbing these fucking things and just like curse. He's like he's like the old man in Christmas story, dude, like wrestle, 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 wrestle. You just took the fucking joke right in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag Fifa, and he's fucking stabbing this vampire. Nobody in the East Coast could curse like my dad. <laughs> Some, you know, some some artists may might work in mediums like pastels or clay, but my old man worked in curse words or whatever the fuck the line is. Yeah, something to that effect. But yeah, but he, he's always on top of him, like, God, you friggin' God, you, you, you do this stupid die, ah! <laughs> Sons of bitches, bumpuses. Yeah. Sons of bitches, vampires. <laughs> vampires came and ate the Christmas turkey. Oh, man. No more shit. All gone. <laughs> then, then I guess, like, a time lapse happens where they killed a bunch of these other ones. No. Uh, yeah, I guess. Maybe question mark. And then it gets dark out. Yeah. And it's like, he's like. They, like, didn't plan this well at all. Yeah. It just crossfades tonight and Dumbone's like, huh, we didn't do it. I guess we better go home now. Like, they're already late to the job because this vampire's already taken out the whole town. So, like, you couldn't wait, like, one more day and do this at the crack of dawn uh, no because they're having i mean i guess they would come out and kill them i guess that's the point but well they're having they're having the ritual this night that's the whole point of this i'm pretty sure well i i, I don't know i'm not trying to pick this movie apart too much but i guess i guess my whole argument is if you're fighting vampires and you're a fucking expert supposedly at it why are you waiting till like midday to take these things out constantly i don't know because everybody's fucking around in the daytime like just farting yeah to make up for daniel baldwin's hangover time this this is true okay yeah that lines up he's got a vamp over dude for sure his day starts at noon every day <laughs> right and now it's even those are on the good ones now it's even later because he's a fucking vampire yeah so like yeah the sun goes down the masters come out and like you can't even fucking kill a master vampire at night one of them says well they go they go to leave baldwin's in the jeep with uh laura palmer and he starts pulling away and uh yeah James Woods and Adam are kind of just kind of like lazadaically going to their fucking military vehicle. It's so weird. And then out of the prison come all the vampires and just just fucking it's on immediately. Yeah, but like not the way you would think, right? Because Valak just steps out and jumps at Jack and just fucking houses him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I, I like that though. No, yeah, for sure. But then like Adam like jumps behind a bar and stays there for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> Dude, he gets the fuck out of Dodge, and they forget about him. Oh, yeah. They don't need him. They only need Jack anyway. So they so they tie up Jack. Also, Baldwin, as he's watching this happen, pulls his fucking Jeep over and just unloads his machine gun on these things. <laughs> and then Katrina's just like, okay, drive away, and they just leave. And then the, it's, it's just really bad cuts from here because like yeah the, the, towards the end here it does get a little choppy i'll agree they drive so baldwin and, and laura palmer drive away and like valak like throws james woods on top of his truck and then it immediately cuts to katrina like vamping out in daniel baldwin's van or, or jeep and then like biting him on the neck and he like pulls over and like lets her bite him <laughs> while he's driving and then he fires his fucking colt 45 into the air not colt 45 it was colt <laughs> python yeah he fires his beard into the air dude <laughs> you're jumping ahead a little bit because yeah she bites the shit out of his neck and it's a, it's implied he's dead she he's like enjoying it dude he's like yeah okay bite that baby yeah he is kind of into it yeah 
But uh, she walks off, and like you're saying, Connor, he does fire his gun off, but for one reason alone... To cauterize his wounds. To cauterize that fucking wound on his neck. Exactly. To cauterize his fucking neck. I was like, what is this asshole doing? And then he, like, puts the hot barrel to his neck. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Because you're right, Connor. It's almost like he's just doing it as, like, uh, a fuck the world kind of thing, but no, sticks it to his neck. No, he's doing it more like someone told you, like, that peroxide cleans wounds. He's just like, this will work. (laughs) Bam, bam, bam. Ah. It's like Cal Drago just putting fucking mud in his wounds like all right it'll be fine it'll be fine <laughs> my nipple just got cut off it's no big deal what the fuck's that movie patrick swayze encounter reeves point break point break yeah yeah what is he doing like point break just fucking shooting into the air like oh he just, he just, <laughs> yeah he just shoots in the air because he doesn't want to shoot his bro um or something because yeah he doesn't want to go kill james woods because he's a vampire but yeah valak has uh is, uh James Woods all tied up and he's mocking him. This is where I was like, okay, you're not scary anymore because he's like, I'm a vampire and I need you or whatever. Yeah, he's got to pick the flowers up from his number one customer. <laughs> you're my number one customer, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, I have to agree, this guy's intimidating until he opens his mouth for sure. Yeah, and it's just kind of, and he, but his like dialogue is just weak anyway in general. He also looks less spooky in close-ups because, like, his little veins in the side of his head look very, very cheap. Yeah. The closer you get to him. See, I don't know what's up with that either. Like, it's just, they're very broad and, like, not blended. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And, and that's kind of why I feel like they introduced the real villain of the movie here <laughs> because they need somebody else to talk. Ugh. And it's just like, really? That's stupid. But go ahead. Uh, you know, I, I don't hate it even though it is very on the nose because it's Cardinal Alba fucking comes in. Yeah, you know, you know how he knew your name. I told him. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, well, remember when he? Remember when I told you he didn't finish that exorcism? Well, I'm here to do it because uh, I never saw a miracle. God never helped me. I'm getting old, and guess what? I need to be immortal so I can go fucking you know get my my yacht, the use out of my yachts and my fucking six houses. He has the same motivation as Peter Whalen, the fucking Prometheus. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just you, like. How boring would it be to live forever? He's also, like, balding in, like, his late 60s. Like, maybe you should have done this, like, 20 years ago when you still would have had a pretty good life as a vampire. Now you're just, like, that fat slob that just needs to drink blood every fucking few hours. <laughs> he's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, I'm scared of death, so, uh... God never did anything for me, so I figured, why not make a deal with the devil? Fuck it. Also, like, he puts a lot of faith in this guy, this fucking Valak, who's just murdered everyone in his path. Like, who's to say, like, once this ritual's over, he doesn't just chop your head off and call it a day? He is, without a doubt. The bad guy always kills the cohort, right? Like, that's clearly his plan to everybody but fucking Alba. Yeah. And this this scene also, because, you know, Adam is hiding in this convenience store, he overhears all this, and he's kind of taken aback. And uh, I guess this is kind of the push he needed to get serious, and he sees a shotgun kind of like under this bar that he's been hiding at, and he starts fucking getting it ready. And then he becomes Father Adam Action Man. Yeah. This is also the part where, like, they tell you, like, James Wood is James Woods is integral to this ceremony because they need, like, the Slayer's blood, like, the best Slayer ever, who apparently is James Woods. Right. I guess Baldwin would have been a nice second, but they, uh, they'll take Woods. He's already turned. Too too much tequila in the veins, honestly. It would make the vampire just drunk. The Kool-Aid fucking vampire juice and the tequila? Forget it. Um, James Woods, like, has this great scene where he's like, he's like, come on, Valak, why don't you untie me? You want, you want to fuck around? You take a bite of my ass? What do you say? You gay? You gay? You gay? Ah, <laughs> you gay? Got a little mahogany? <laughs> can you, can you dick get hard? 
Because it's so old? What do you say? Because you're dead and there's no blood flow? Ah. He fucking says that. He totally does. Well, later, yeah, but he totally does. Um, Yeah, he's like, untie me so I can fucking fight you or whatever. And they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah, he's like, come on, let's wrestle. <laughs> they put James Woods on a cross because I guess that was what they did to Valak 600 years ago. Yeah, they got to like crucify him and burn him or some shit. Yeah, the Cardinal starts doing the ritual and that's where you see, you know, Adam getting the shotgun ready and Baldwin comes in and mimics uh, the opening scene before he's taken a leak where they show James Woods on the binoculars. Now he's on the binoculars and... Uh, Right as the fucking ritual is about to end, uh, well, first, actually, James Woods gets sliced in the leg by the uh, Cardinal, and they feed that to Valak as part of this ritual. Which is weird. I Well, I, I guess, like you said, he's got to drink part of the blood from one of the Slayers as part of this ritual. Yeah, but, like, did they make Valak drink the blood before? I guess they must have. There must right? have been Slayers forever, or some kind of capacity of that. I, I don't really know. Who knows? But right as he's about to finish it, 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 you know, it doesn't matter because the guy gets fucking blown away by Adams <laughs> from off-screen. Shotgun to the chest. <laughs> To the back. <laughs> From about 100 yards. His shotgun has some miraculous, uh, like, spread prevention or something because he just gets hit square in the back <laughs> with, with no one else getting hit. That had to be a fucking slug, dude. Sure as wasn't buckshot. No. And then we get, like, the, the action movie shot of him, like, standing on a building with the shotgun. Cocks the shotgun. And he's like... And he's like, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. And yeah, he does his, his fucking hero speech. Stake around. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he goes, um, he says some shit like, yeah, well, now the Cardinal dead so now you can't perform your ritual so fuck you and then i guess valak is just like oh, i'm gonna talk him into doing it let me grab this fire this piece of wood that the cardinal is about to throw on the fucking uh cross and just like kind of hold it towards james woods he's like come on do it <laughs> but you can't burn james woods anyway because he's part of your fucking thing so of course adam's not gonna fucking finish it like you're fucked dude Every which way. Well, in fact, Adam is so against the idea of betraying, I guess, God and his friend that he's, like, literally ready to blow his brains out rather than be coerced into this bullshit. But they're both integral pieces, so neither of them can die. So it's like, you're fucked, dude. Yeah, like, Alex's bluff is pretty weak. <laughs> yeah, it's as fun. Yeah. I'll do it. You won't. Damn. Uh, I guess you're right. Shit. I don't have any strong convictions. <laughs> and the sun just comes up, and Daniel Baldwin fucking rides in on his Jeep and, like, <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the sunroof and, like, shoots the cross and pulls it down. Yes, with the crossbow and drags it with the Jeep. Yeah, man. There is a hilarious shot of a dummy getting uh, throttled with this thing, like, detaching it, hitting the ground. And, like, if you see it, this dummy comes unglued. Its head pops off, the arm bends backwards. <laughs> like, it looks like James Wood straight up just gets killed. <laughs> Oops. But he's totally fine. Yeah, he's totally fine the next shot. Well, Adam, he grabs, like, an axe out of a fucking, the back of one of their trucks, and he runs over, and he cuts James Woods loose while a Baldwin's getting out of the Jeep. And then just, like, off screens, a fucking vampire just fucking wings this axe, and you just hear, like, a vampire, like, fucking uh, scream out in pain. Dude, again, this is another, this should be a big battle scene, and it's just, it crossfades with the sun coming up. Yeah, and you just hear a vampire screaming as, like, gunshots are going off. And I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, I want to see the priest and James Woods go kick some fucking ass. Like, this is the end battle, pretty much. Two thirds of the budget slashed i know just remind just remember that I know. <laughs> it's a fucking shame i know because i totally agree this this was set the whole movie was setting up for this scene and it was yeah. like kind of 
it, it kind of just farts its way through. I feel like a lot of these, this is what happened to a lot of these scenes. But then all the vampires start running back into the fucking prison. Like, a couple get lit on fire. And then, like, Valak, like, ducks into a fucking garage. Yeah, after screaming like an idiot, he's like, oh, 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 the sun hurts me. Well, he's trying to grab the cross, but because he's getting fried, he can't really get a handle on it. Yeah, and this fucking thing's lit up like a goddamn disco ball, like, shining in his eyes and shit. So James Woods gets the bright idea, no pun intended, to grab this cross as a fucking spear? Dude, he... I guess? He grabs it as a fuck you, right? Like, he's like, I'm gonna kill you with this thing that you wanted so bad. Kind of ill thought out if you think about it. Like, if he fails, he just gives it to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But he still needs to get a priest to do the ritual and shit like that. But yeah, James Wood runs in and starts talking trash to him and just fucking impales the bejesus out of him with this thing. Oh my god, dude. He says some shit like, you pole-smoking fucking fashion victim or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. what? This is where he asks him, does your dick still work? Yeah, he goes, you know, after 600 years, does your dick still work or what? Let's let's pl- whip it out. This man is obsessed with penises and wood. He wants to know all about your penis, dude. Yeah, yeah. Just don't tell him about it. Come on, show me your dick. Do it. <laughs> Come on, I dare you. You want to fuck around? You wanna... He is that guy. Let me see your dick. You pull it out and he just like punches you in the face like, I didn't really want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Calls you gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what are you, gay? You want to touch mine or what? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I was, I'm fucking with you. So he stabs this guy, like Connor's saying, through the chest, and <laughs> I, I like this a lot. It doesn't work yeah. because nothing works on this vampire. So this vampire, he just starts fucking with James Woods. He's like, it's still lodged in him, and he's like hitting James Wood with the cross on the end of it. Yeah. Pulls it out. He's screaming. <laughs> he's like, ah! <laughs> like for like 30 seconds straight. By the way, Valak like jumps across this garage and 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 he gets fucking Uncle Sam onto this thing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he does. And there's this cool shot where like James Woods is like holding him up like in the air and he's like trying to like swat at him. I don't know, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, like uh, Valak is trying to scratch him or whatever. Yeah, so he misses his heart and he's like, you can't kill me, Jack Crow. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he fucking runs and, like, tackles a fucking support beam. And the entire roof falls out. And this motherfucker gets fried. It's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So good. He explodes. Big giant explosion. Big giant explosion, yeah. And you think that's the end of the movie, right? But it's not. No, we got to wrap up this bad subplot. (laughs) We got to wrap up this fucking garbage. Yeah, so Woods and Adam kind of confront Baldwin. Um, They're like, hey, we're going to kill you. And, well... Adam's more gung-ho for killing him. And James Woods is like, hmm, so how long ago did you get bit? He says two days, right? Yeah, he finally admits it. Yeah. So I'll give you a head start, but I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill Laura Palmer. He's like, you really love her, don't you? And I'm sitting here at home like, what? What? Yeah, what are you talking about? Because they shared a kiss earlier? Right before she fucking ripped his neck out? And even, I guess, but it, dude, that kiss looked like... Oh, no, it was after, it was after. It was like right before he goes to Woods. Yeah, right before he goes to the woods, he has a kiss with her, and then he goes over and he admits that he was bit. It looks like the most forced thing, like, she's scared of Baldwin, and that's why she kissed him. Well, she's full vampire at this point. I don't know how the fuck she's even alive in sunlight. She shouldn't be. Like, the, she, he says she's in the back of a truck, but she's totally outside yeah. this whole time. In the in like, a scene before when the sun's out. Yeah. So they drive off into the fucking sunset. To La Paz. To La Paz. Never to be seen again. Well, at least Laura Palmer. We don't know what happened to her. Maybe she got, you know, maybe she was outside one day. She wasn't, you know, she wasn't thinking right. And uh, she got burned alive. And that's what put fucking Baldwin uh, 
That's what got him in hot pursuit. Yeah, well, give, give me this through line you're talking about before we wrap this up. That's the through line. It's not really that involved. It's he went down, he, he went south to get away from James Woods. He ended up in La Paz, and uh, he saw his father beating on that woman, and then he fell in love with her, and, you know, in pursuit happened. Coolio was there. Oh. <laughs> in pursuit happened. A cougar in the back of a truck. Do you think they hung out with, like, the, the Lost Boys at some point? They could have. Like, they were cruising to La Paz. But, like, they stopped off at, like, what is it, Santa Cruz or whatever? He dropped off Laura Palmer, and she got shot with a fucking holy water and a water gun? Yep, they were going down that fucking West Coast, man. And then they found her body in Twin Peaks. Bingo. But the Lost Boys vampires are like, we don't really like you that much, so can you just go? Can you just leave? We're trying to get the, we're trying to get Corey Haim and his brother. Can you go back to your old life that your cousin's taken over? <laughs> You miss sucker. Wasn't that a weird plot point? I'm just gonna say in Twin Peaks. I know there's a lot of weird plot points in Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, the cousin. That was that was strange. Oh, it's soapy bullshit. I love it. James Woods turns to the fucking Padre. He's like, "Come on, Padre, let's kill some vampires." And he's like, "Okay." And he's like, "Hey, Padre, when you were when you were stabbing that vampire chick, you know, did did you get hard? Did you get wood? Did you get ebony, hickory, chicory?" Oak teak. Are you straight? You straight? You straight? You straight? You straight? Ah, I'm just messing with you. And the father goes, "Yeah, major chubby. Maple pine. Yeah, my dick was hard. Let's go fucking kill some more. So and then jerk each other off. And then the credits roll. In the sequel that we're not in with John Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe that's real. Has any of you? Have either of you seen that movie? Yeah, I was bored to death. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about it. Oh, Bon Jovi. Who said that was a good idea? I don't know, but it's very bizarre. There's even a third one, but uh, I don't think you needed a second or a third one. No, there isn't. There is. What is the third one? No, called? I found I found this out today. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, Sean sent uh, showed me there was three of them. And I looked up the third one, and it's got fucking nobody in it. Oh, my God. I thought it was just the second one with Bon Jovi. What's that, Los Muertos? Yeah, Day of the Dead. Yes. And then the, there is a third one with a bunch of unknowns. I think there's, like, one person in the starring cast that has an IMDb page. Everybody else is unknown. Fuck me. No, thank you. It's It, it seems like one of those, like, let's make this so we can hold on to the rights for a little while longer. I guess. Oh, yeah. We need franchise. So we can hold on to John Carpenter's vampires a little longer. John Carpenter sells, dude. Um. So, yeah, that, that was... Uh, uh, vampires. That was John Carpenter's Vampires, yeah. So, uh, where are we putting this? Um, this is a shelf movie, right away. Um, going back to this, I had a fucking blast. I had probably as much fun as I did the first time I saw it, because it's been years. That being said, it is a little problematic towards the end. There's some comedy that ages like dog shit. Um, there's some language that ages pretty badly. Uh... If you're, you know, if you oppose to having characters who are morally dubious, you may not enjoy it. Um, but I think the best word I can use to describe this movie is cool. It's very cool. Um, I mean, vamp- it definitely tries to be cool. Yeah, and it succeeds mostly. Yeah, it succeeds. The ending is a little rushed, and when they try to get kind of, when they try to drop like lore bombs or exposition on you, it becomes a little up its own ass. Because, um, like I said, we were stumbling on that ritual. We have no idea how the fuck it works, um, and it's very vague. Um, and like we said, slow, but if you can tolerate a few minor setbacks, this movie's really fun, and I love it, and I wish James Woods wasn't a piece of shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, shelf for sure. Um, it was already on there. Uh, you know, I hadn't seen this in years, um, so going back to it was kind of really fun for me, because this isn't, when I, when I watch John Carpenter movies, this isn't the one that I pull, right? You know, I'm pulling Christine, or I'm pulling The Thing, or The Fog, or, you know, something else, Halloween, you know? (sighs) 
I do like this movie. It's fine. It's definitely not his best and it's not his worst, but it's just kind of it's a kind of whatever movie as far as John Carpenter is concerned, right? If you take John Carpenter out of the equation, um it's a really good time, like it's a really good B movie time. Um the effects when they when the when you see them are amazing. Uh KMB did a great job. Um like people splitting open and the fucking heads coming off and all that shit is great. Um but like Sean was saying, the budget must have really hurt this fucking thing because some of these edits and cinematography and shit like that is like unforgivable for a movie of this caliber um, and of this budget because it's like you can see them cutting corners with everything. Like each battle scene is fun. Like each big battle scene where there's like a lot of people being killed or, or like um people fighting vampires or anything like it's just it's i shit you not it's literally crossfades of a gore shot and then like a scrambling shot or like the sky or like a, something being lit on fire or like somebody shooting a gun at nothing off screen like and it's just crossfading into each other so that really sucks but on the whole i love a lot of the choices that are made in this and i don't know whose they are are they john carpenters are are they that fucking guy who wrote that vampire uh dollar sign book are they the fucking screenplay or the original screenplay writers ideas um i like the fact that it's not dracula and it's this other dude jan valak who's the main vampire and i like how he like hides underground and all that shit and um just a lot of a lot of the ideas are really cool in this movie, and I think it plays pretty successfully. But I feel like this could have been such a better movie if it didn't get the plug pulled on it, the proverbial plug. Um, but yeah, shelf movie, I love it. Yeah, you know, I, this is definitely going on the shelf. Um, you know, it might not be high on the shelf, but I, I enjoyed this enough. I think it's like a pretty good movie overall and like you said Joe like if you pull Carpenter's name off of it it might actually go a little higher on the shelf right um but I still liked it I, I did find one thing funny in particular before I get into my actual uh I guess review or breakdown of this um Daniel Baldwin was not the original choice for this role really um in fact it was Bruce Campbell was what? who Carpenter envisioned now I didn't see anything online saying he was ever actually offered the role but Alec motherfucking Baldwin was originally going to play this character and then passed on it in pre-production, gave it to Daniel Baldwin. I, I guess that's just a thing you can do when you're related to fucking Alec Baldwin. Just give it to one of your siblings. Well, they all kind of look the same. And then John Carpenter had never seen any of fucking Daniel Baldwin's work and made him read for the role. And I guess he did well enough to still get it. So I just wanted to say that. Uh... <laughs> Just because Bruce Campbell, yeah, imagine. Could you imagine Bruce Campbell opposite James Woods? Oh boy, what a different movie this would have been. Now that would would be fucking amazing. Like we we like the riff on Baldwin, but like, let's be real. I don't really like the guy. He's a horrible actor. <laughs> oh no, he's terrible. He 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 fits the roles that he does, but Bruce Campbell would have knocked this out of the park. Oh yeah, for sure. With that said. Definitely a shelf movie. There's, uh, you know, I talk about the budget. I usually don't go on about that kind of stuff too often. But when you're looking at something that says two thirds of the budget are cut right before pre, like right as pre production's wrapping up and you're about to film, that's pretty heavy shit. Um, that's a that's a heavy blow, dude. I mean, even if you saw one third, it's still a lot. But two thirds, oh my, I can't even imagine. But 
Yeah, you know, minus the cuts and, like, the weird, you know, fadeaways and some of the ending where they're just kind of, like, going from one scene to the next, um, I think it's a pretty solid film. I would probably recommend this to people that, you know, like this genre, and especially if you want to see, like, a Western horror vampire movie. But I also do agree with what Connor was saying, where some of the language in this really doesn't hold up. It honestly probably didn't hold up in 97, but people just didn't give as much of a shit back then, or they let this kind of stuff slide more, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um... It just it, like a lot of the stuff in this movie is fine. It's funny, but there's just like a couple lines that James Woods in particular drops that are just too much, and Baldwin gets a little too Baldwin-y in a few areas. Yeah, but at least with him, I kind of expect it. Um, I mean, I guess I expect it from James Woods now, like we talked about earlier. But I just tend to forget he, he must have always been like this. But it's way more obvious with the Trump shit. Yeah, it teeters, and then he finally goes there, and you're like, dude why you right, know what i mean right he, he takes it like one step too far yeah but uh th- this was a movie i originally suggested to you guys just to get our uh, yearly baldwin fix <laughs> and it, it uh paid off in spades it's definitely the best daniel baldwin movie we've done <laughs> easy i think this is literally daniel baldwin's best movie ever <laughs> i think yeah i think you can like even outside the confines of the show yeah that's an obvious fact you just said there <laughs> I mean, it's more of a James Woods movie, let's be real. Like, Baldwin, he is a major character, but he's kind of, like, in the background for much of it. I mean, in fact, they show one scene where he's literally snoozing on a fucking couch. No, yeah, totally. That's how that's how important he is to the plot at the end of the day. As far as Daniel Baldwin starring movies go, this movie is bigger for him than all of them wrapped into one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Even the Coolio it's, ones. It's fucking theatrical, dude. And you're working with John Carpenter. Could you say that about any of other... Daniel Baldwin's other movies besides like Coolio? No. I couldn't name other Daniel Baldwin movies. I didn't know they existed until we did them. I, I can only name as many as I can because we've been doing the show for three years now. Exactly. I've been thinking about this for a while and I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because there hasn't been a movie that came along that I felt like deserved this treatment, but I've been thinking about the shelf a lot. You know, I talk about the dumpster, and I get real in the minutiae with it. Yeah. You know, where it's going, you know, what's surrounding it, you know, what kind of shit's dripping all over it. But the shelf, you know, I kind of, I guess it kind of sells it on its own, but this is movie dumpster. Yeah. Where the fuck on the shelf is this? And I thought to myself. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good one. Let's see. You know, Helga in Hey Arnold had a fucking shrine in her closet. <laughs> Of of Arnold from the show Hey Arnold. Made out of his chewed gum. I think we have uh, a little MDU shrine on this proverbial shelf. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to start saying where on the shelf this is going. I guess I kind of already blew my proverbial load in saying it's towards the bottom of the shelf. So I guess it's... I don't know, guys. Do you want to workshop this with me for a minute here? Maybe okay. figure this out. Who is the figure? Is it is it a bunch of different MDU characters? Is it John? Who is it? It's Daniel Baldwin. You think it's Baldwin? You think he would be the uh, statue? Yeah, so he would be the thing we make out of garbage. Oh, yeah. I would make that thing out of his his chewed gum. No, I, we'd make it out of his fucking uh, tequila bottles and, and fast food bags. Okay. Or maybe, you know, it would probably be a, a, a few pieces of different memorabilia from different MDU icons. So you'd have the, the bucket of chunky chicken. You'd have the fucking camel cigarettes there. <laughs> Well, they're all, yeah, they are all on the shelf in their little glass cases. You'd have the dead, you know, there's probably a dead mosquito. It's, the fucking (laughs) closet smells horrible. Let's be honest that this fucking figure is stuck into. Oh, for sure. I thought you were going somewhere different with that. Like, if this was on the shelf, what two movies is it, like, in between? Yeah, you know, I I could say that, but I'd be here all day trying to figure it out. I like the Hey Arnold motif. 
But I, I guess let's say it's Baldwin. Let's say it's Baldwin built out of all this disgusting crap. So it's the so it's the film next to an action figure made out of shit. Basically, it's not an action figure. Like if you saw Hey Arnold, that thing was like life size, man. Oh yeah, it's like a shrine. Yeah. So I guess we're sticking this in between Baldwin's toes on the shelf. Oh okay, I see what you're saying. So okay. You know, I, I stuck the being un- under our Stay Pup's armpit. That was in the containment unit specifically, but you know, same kind of uh, wavelength. This is the crown on top of that. Baldwin <laughs> idol. Well, if it is Baldwin, sure. Yeah, if it's Baldwin, it's going right on top of his head, for sure. Um, this is his best achievement. Uh, I'm putting it in his chest where the heart is because it's the because <laughs> it's a vampire movie. Because well, that and it's the best thing he's ever done. So yeah, it should come right from the you know right from the chest. Oh yeah. You know the funny thing is when we go to and do the next movie I put on the shelf and Daniel Baldwin is nowhere in sight. Uh, this might not work as well, but I think we can, we can make it work. Right. Because uh, he comes up enough, man. You know, he's got that script, even in the fucking bubblegum version of himself. He's got one under his fucking <laughs> arms, uh, ready to go in a moment's notice. So, yeah, in between his little toes. he's on the It's on the shelf, man, but it's in between Baldwin's greasy, disgusting toes where the fucking, you know, they got to be full of mold and cobwebs. I can just imagine the guy sweats so much. He's probably got athlete's foot between here and Timbuktu. <laughs> um... As far as as if we try something else with the shelf, uh, and if we sure, did that two, sure, if we did that two, it. if we did that two movie thing, I would put this in between Near Dark and Blade. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's where this movie goes for me on the shelf. I like that. It feels cozy. Yeah, it kind of makes sense there, um, for me anyway. Yeah. Also, another thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up, we uh, we have the MDU guide, guys. Uh. We we post it all over social media, but specifically our Instagram. We blow it up on there. And uh, this was the end of this month's MDU guide, but we got something cooking for next month, Joe, if you want to tell the people about it. Yeah, we sure do. We uh, we teamed up with uh, the Slashers podcast to do a Quarren team up, um, and we're doing a double feature for you. We're doing House and House 2, the second story. Um, so some more information is going to be dropping about that soon, and uh, there is going to be a special MD guide, so be sure to check that MD guide on Instagram soon. <laughs> probably, uh, the, probably the, well, well, this, this is going to drop. So that following Monday that this drops, um, be on the lookout for that and definitely go check out Slasher's podcast. Um, funny as hell. It's good shit. A lot of trivia stuff. I mean, we give you a little bit of trivia here, but, um, they, they go hard on it, which I, which I enjoy. Um, and it's just a different opinion. You know, it's kind of similar in the fact that, you know, they're talking about a film. It's a little bit more streamlined than what we're doing. Um, well, you know me, I can't, I can't do anything short. I got to get into every little fucking no, dude. cranny. Just, just like I'm getting into Daniel Baldwin's toes. Oh, stop it. I think we're all the same way in that where we're like, we want to talk about something, but we're like, wait, we can't talk about that until we talk about this because in our heads it doesn't make any sense, right? Well, yeah, exactly. I'm the I'm the guy doing my D and D campaign where I literally got to figure out the lore from fucking five hundred thousand years ago, or else I can't write what's going on today. Even though exactly, it's it's inconsequential. And I'm just over analytical, and I need to explain every minutia of everything. I used to have to do that when I was a kid too. Um, I have video proof of that when my dad asked me to tell him about a ride at Disney and I started talking and then he just stopped filming me and he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I have visual proof of that, um, that I just ramble on. Yeah. So, uh, so definitely keep your eye out for that because it's coming. So that's it. That's John Carpenter's Vampires from 1998, directed by John Carpenter. 
It always feels weird saying that, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Hey, everybody. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Hi, Jay. Can I ask you something? Yeah. I was kicking your ass back there. Did that give you wood? What? Huh? You get a little mahogany from that, a little ebony? Come on, tell the truth. I'm just fucking with your father. Forget about it.